You could do it. Could reconnect some wires. What power? It's not like it has a data, some kind of fiber optic data cable coming out of it. It's just it's just power. Three connections for power, probably a pipe, and mo- maneuvering the heavy ass thing into position. It wouldn't be that hard. If you could spell the word maneuver, then I'll look, allow Evan look, to attempt it. I don't have to live by your rules or your standards. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the IO Panel Podcast, episode 117. My name's Evan. I'll be your guide on this journey. Um, thank you all for joining us again. With me, as always, Mike and James. How you guys doing? What up, what up? I'm doing good. Got that pep in your step? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Excellent. We're all well hydrated, I assume. I know James we're, is. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. I, I drank this whole cup of water, so. Good. As he finishes it off. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been gone for about two weeks, so we've probably got some stuff to catch up on. Anything noteworthy to discuss? I mean, before we dive in? Well, yeah, I guess. So we went to the, uh, my me and my darts team, which James is a part of, we went to the the I'll say the regional quarterfinal. I don't know what it was to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And uh, I had a good time. So but here's the deal, right? So it's at a bar. It was like it. It's supposed to be there. It's supposed to start right at eleven p.m. a.m. Okay, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, we go there. The other team that's supposed to play us never shows up. So it's like, we win! Yay! <laughs> but here's the thing. like We all thought we'd be done. We'd play that team and then be done. Right? You were assuming you were going to lose? Yes. <laughs> it's like, we, this winning thing really puts a damper on the situation. Oh, it does. So, instead it's like, yay, we won! You know, by default. So... So we then had to wait for the other two teams to play each other, and the victor of that we played. Mm-hmm. So we're just sitting around in a bar till I don't think we started playing till almost three thirty p.m. Yeah, darts takes for fucking ever. Was the other game scheduled for like one o'clock or something? What other game? Your opponents, your future no, opponents. Uh, uh, Eleven. No, not your game. The other two teams. Eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, darts takes forever, dude. It <laughs> takes forever to do darts. You want to be a dart boy? Hope you get a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, when we do it every every Wednesday, it's a four-hour yeah. thing. It's yeah. 8, 8 p.m. to yeah. midnight. You want, the you want to throw those three little sharp sticks at a corkboard? Yeah, hope you have four or five hours. And precision accuracy. Yes. GPS guided <laughs> fucking accuracy. So I played a, a doubles game with one of my teammates. We played against these other two guys we'd never played before. James was a different team that we hadn't played, okay. thankfully. Because Dad's team lost against them. Uh, okay, is this a C? Is this a C game? A C team? Oh yeah. 
Where are they from? Uh, DC. Okay, okay. Continue. And so me and my teammate, we're throwing up. We're playing doubles game of 501. So we're throwing up. We're throwing, <laughs> no, up, we're throwing up garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the board. It's pure trash. Like, I think I got I think I got six more than once, you know? Oh jeez. Like it was just awful. These guys are like twenty. 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 Six, twenty. Yeah. I was like, ah. So we lost we lost, you know, it's best out of three. They won the first two, so that's that. Then I had a singles game of 501 against one of those guys. Um, all of a sudden, though, his game is shit. He can't hit a 20 to save his life. He's still, I'm still throwing garbage. So <laughs> he, wins, he wins the first match. The second match, I win. When you, look, let me explain something to Evan real quick. When you play darts as bad as we do... And you've been playing as long, like during throughout the day, you play for a long ass time. When you get to that second match and you know you're going to win, you're just praying for repeat reprieve. You're praying that this guy will come back and stomp you into the ground <laughs> so that you can just go the fuck home. You know, like that's how I feel at least. Uh, maybe Michael doesn't feel well, that way. That's the but- problem. I won, right? I won the second one. Yeah. So now I- it's down to the third one. I bet you were a little mad at yourself, God damn right? It. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I, I won. You're uh, like, I got to do this again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get beaten, so this is a big waste of everyone's time. Right, right but so- I was like, okay, fuck it. So, third match, we both start doing better, but my things are still all over the place. Like, I, I threw once, I got a three. Threw another time, got an 87. You know, it's like, it doesn't even make <laughs> yeah. sense, you know? Like, and I, like, I'm doing that throughout the whole game. I'm like I'm wondering in my head if the guy's like, is this guy fucking with me? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> Evan, just so you understand, what Michael's talking about is he has to deduct. He's trying to get the maximum points per turn to 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 subtract down from the top score. So like from five hundred. Mm-hmm. So if he gets a three, obviously it's like a wasted turn. But if he gets eighty-seven, that's doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's trying to kind of subtract down to zero. I got it all the way down to four. I just nice. couldn't couldn't close it. And I, you know how many times I like threw, threw, like turn, turn, turn. Still couldn't close it. He finally yeah. closed it out, you know, on the double. But, yeah, so I lost that last one. But, See, he wasted but I was, I was getting in my, I was getting in my groove, you know. I was finally <laughs> like, all right, this is good. If we had another six or seven matches, you know, hey, you know, but it doesn't work that way. So was like, I need hours. a four, aim for the 15. Yep. Well, no. So the <laughs> end, he has to double out. So he has to hit. If he wants four points to get out, yep. he's got to hit. Two. Uh, I have to hit a double two. Yeah, he's a double two, which is like a quarter inch by an inch square mm-hmm. on the whole board. You know, so it's hard unless you have precision, pinpoint accuracy, and people in, in our at our level in the league. They don't have that kind of accuracy consistently. And our team, we have maybe two people who have that kind of accuracy on our team, if even that. You know, What's Michael the ideal of series of events for a 501? Like, do you want to do, like, triple 20s all the way down? Oh, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. That's the fastest way? Oh, yeah. Because you mm-hmm. do, if you did, if you, like, one turn, you throw three darts, right? So if you did triple 20, triple 20, triple 20, mm-hmm. you know? What if you got three bullseyes? What are you left with? Are those, is that 50 or 100 or? Uh, so, yeah, a double bull is 50. Yeah. 
So that bring you down 150 points. That'd be great. Yeah, if you did that three times, it's 150. But if you did triple 20s, that's 60, 60, 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's 180. So I think I'm pretty sure that's what they do in the A-leagues. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They're like trip 20, trip 20, trip 20. Boom, boom, and boom. All those guys have precision accuracy with consistency. Mm-hmm. So they can just hit the same things. Like like their games their come down to like... fast. Yeah, their games come down to like a slight mistake. You know, like, oh, he missed by like a quarter of an inch and that's how they lost. It's never like... Our games are like a battle all the way through. Which honestly make... <laughs> when you're in the zone, I, I mean, it makes our darts more interesting to me. You know, because there's no guarantees. Like anything can happen. But it just takes such a long fucking time, dude. It's when so you're, When you're right playing now. against someone who's good and then you have to step your game up like i've done that a few times like with uh especially with cricket they point me i point them they point me i point them you know like it's like just blood for blood man <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? like, <laughs> sometimes you gotta do it you know it's and like you look at them you say i didn't mean to do that but they know and you know you're like you did it on purpose because <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> yeah man Oh, so yeah, so I got out of there. It was probably like five o'clock or something. I don't know. And Dave released me. It to take an hour and a half or so. Yeah, I mean, Dave released me. He's like, all right. He's like, he's like, you did uh, your your thing. He's like, I think we're good. He's like, I don't think we we need you for anything else. I was like, all right, man. Well, if you're, he's like, you're welcome to stay or you can go. I was like, all right, if you're giving me an out, I'm yeah. taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you later. You know? Yeah, been there like fucking like seven hours or whatever. Yeah, I'd be out of yeah. here. I was like, I'm out of here, man. And I'm not going to sit there and drink all day, you know? Yeah. Like, I had like two drinks at the beginning, and I was like, what am I going to do? Keep drinking? I mean, this is going to get silly, you know? Mm-hmm. This gets silly quick. So I stopped drinking. I was like, all right. And I just had, you know, I had a couple iced teas. And then I had another drink later, like way later. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. You know, like, this is stupid. So. so if you win the league, what do you what do you get? Like a gift card or something, or is it just plastic trophy, bragging rights, thousand dollars? Like a red eight gift card, fame and glory. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what you win. I don't think it's anything. Trophy. It's like I don't think we'll ever find out. So it's, it's uh, a trophy for the bar that you represent. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. yeah. And you get a pen, I think. A pen or a pin. A pen. What's the difference between what you said and what I said? A pen you write with. A pin you put on your lapel. Your or your hat. Hairs. Both are fashion I'm, statements. I'm not, how am I splitting hairs? <laughs> P-E-N or P-I-N? Pin or pin? <laughs> I don't know which one you just said first. Yeah, me neither. Pen or pin? There okay. we go. But nobody, nobody says speaks like that. Nobody speaks like that. Everybody's like pen. Nobody pronounces words correctly. So I think it's a, get the fuck out of here. You don't either. You fucking guys, get out of here. You say aunt or aunt. His aunt. <laughs> aunt is clearly something different. Um, Ontological empiricism. No, there's a p i n. I'm thinking whenever they say, oh, you get a pen or pen or whatever the fuck you guys are saying. It's like a they're pen. talking about a, a pen. Yeah, a pen. Pin, pin, the, the W silent. Pin, um, the H is silent. Yes. Yeah. No. So I is think, the K. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they're talking about like a physical like uh, thing you put on your shirt 
That's what I think. Because okay, so when you like, sometimes right. you get like certain certain points or whatever. They're like, yeah. oh, that's you 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 get a you get a thing for that. So I think that's what I think we get. Like when you when team wins, everyone will get one of those, and then this the bar gets a trophy and stuff like that. Right, right. My mom showed me one of my grandma's uh, dart pins. Oh, so it's in the family. It is. Is it it a Cherokee tradition or? (laughs) We are. We are. uh, They're the Mohawk. Thank you. Is it a Mohawk tradition? Yes. (laughs) That and ironwork. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably not lying. Nothing like a good piece of forged steel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not lying at all. (laughs) Ironwork. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay, well, hope you had some fun. Do you uh, ever record yourselves, watch game film? No. Uh-uh. Hire a coach? Dave's our coach. Hire a new coach. <laughs> Probably. Nah, he's cool. You watch yeah, video videos on YouTube or something on how to like improve your hand-eye coordination for projectiles? No, but I've been thinking about that recently. I'm like, you know, I should really watch them, see if they got some videos on YouTube. I want to watch professionals. Uh, I've heard about how they are, but I've wanted to watch them just to see like what the deal is because I've heard it's pretty epic and watching the professionals do it. And they have it on BBC America sometimes and stuff, but yeah. I don't receive that channel. I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. I wonder if it's worth your while though, because like if you watch any professional sport, you're like, I could do that, but you have no idea the nuances that go into like what yeah. they're doing just without thinking about it. There's a whole like tactical game, and a whole strategic level to uh, to darts, like to cricket and to five hundred one, really. But um, especially to cricket because it's like it's honestly like chess, you know. Like how can you fuck someone up quicker, or mm-hmm. how can you avoid being fucked up? It, it's there's a whole level of uh, strategy, to quote <laughs> uh, George W. Bush, um, that is just kind of goes unnoticed. In the game, it's definitely. I mean, obviously, there's the whole accuracy component too, but that's only one small part of all the all the shit that's going on in that game when you're playing it. So you're playing someone else, but you're really playing yourself, seeing how fast you can count down. Is there a way to Correct. like block your opponent or anything like that? Not in five hundred one. Yeah, in cricket, yes. Oh, five hundred one is a little more civilized because it's like. Basically, it's all skill-based, you know. 501, you're right, Evan. You're basically playing yourself. It's like playing golf, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? Exactly. There's right. no, you know, what are you going to do, block the guy's ball? I mean, no, right? right? It's not <laughs> yeah. a thing, right? Same thing in this, you know? It's not, you can't do anything, you know? I mean, I'll, but with cricket, you can. You can fuck them. Yeah. Know? Like, you close out a number. Like, you're supposed to get, like, 20. Like, goes, you know, 20, 19, 18, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Down to 15. I mean, you need to get three twenties, right? And if once you get three twenties, you've closed out the twenties. This is in one turn, or well, it can, cumulative. It can be, it can be, but doesn't have to be. Okay, but yeah, that's how you win the game. You need to close out all the twenty through fifteen, and then the bullseye. You need to close those out, meaning you need to hit each one three times, or get mm-hmm. a triple, or whatever, right? Um. So you can close those out. If you close, let's say you close out twenties. James still needs to close out his twenties, 
if I hit a twenty again, though, I get I point him, I get twenty points on him because I closed them out already and he didn't. Okay. Um, so I could keep on doing that, and keep on fucking him, you know, mm-hmm. until he closes them out finally, you know. And, but he can't point me on twenty because he hasn't gotten them. Yeah. You know. So and he never, that, and he never will because I closed them out. You know. So. Does he have to hit four then? No. Okay. And I still have to do the same amount to close it, but a, a lot of things are there's a whole psychological level to cricket. So if I'm struggling with twenties, or I'm good at twenties normally, but now Michael has pointed me on twenties, and my brain is like, I've got to close this so he can stop pointing me. But while I'm closing it, trying while I'm spending burning rounds trying to close it. Michael could then shift gears and throw one at 20s to point me and then use these other two darts to close other things. Mm-hmm. And I'll be just constantly working on 20s. So, like, the rule is with, with cricket, don't, like, if you don't close something, just fucking keep moving. Just keep moving. You know what I mean? You're going to have to come back. If by chance you somehow can make up the point lead or whatever, but you've got to get the point lead under control. Like, you just got to keep moving. You cannot stop to worry about 20s or fucking 16s or whatever. You got to fucking go close other shit so you can take away the advantage. Um, and I, I personally get hung up there all the time. I get a fixate on closing something or I fixate on like bullseyes or something like that and allow my opponents to like kind of, I waste that burn rounds fixating. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a whole game too. It's, it, that's fun. It's fun to play that once you understand it, but I barely understand it. Yeah. I'm playing as long as I have been. So have either of you hung up your boards yet? <laughs> no, no, nah. I had two boards. I would hung either of them. What'd you get to? Um, I got a goose board. Is <laughs> that <laughs> the noise it makes every time you get a bullseye? Yeah, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I got Goose Island, a Goose Island rum or whatever they make. Uh, Diana gave me one, and then okay. I bought a Blade Five from Dave for through Dave. So it's a nice board. Does Dave have his board set up? Yeah, he does. Hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, good. Glad you only wasted six hours. I don't know. Hopefully you had some fun. (laughs) No, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's an experience. I'm glad I went. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was cool. It was down in Fairfax. I thought Hmm. it was going to take like a really long time to get there, but it actually wasn't that bad. So it's not 45 minutes or something. Yeah, not not even. Yeah. Um it's weird. The bar, I guess it used to be called Fast Eddies. And yeah. the sign outside says Fast Eddies. But the place is no longer called that. It is called Revolution Billiards. Oh. I've heard them talk about that place Revolution before. Mhm. And it's and it's really it's it's like a serious dark place. Like they have a whole shit ton of dartboards everywhere laid out and they even have the carpet just goes to like how as far as it needs to be and then it's you know, so there's no like tape on the floor or anything, you know, it's actually like done officially, you know? Nice. And then and then they have a bunch of pool tables in the back too. So obviously. Cool. Yeah, it's not a bad place and the drinks are actually pretty reasonably priced. Oh, I might want to uh search for a residence in the vicinity. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Move down to Virginia and become Virginia boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Vir- Virginia. New. Go VA. Yep. Uh, I didn't do anything, really. Good. Yep. Good. Bought some electronics. Oh, I, I rediscovered a subreddit called uh, Mouse Market. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Where people sell their used mice. Oh, shit. So I bought some stuff off of there. I know you do. I know you yeah. did. Because <laughs> there's some there's some mice that are they're older, but I really like them. And yes, I have one, but I want another as a backup for the one that I already don't use. And I can get them on Amazon for like 65 bucks because it's not in production anymore. But I bought a very lightly used one for $20 shipped. Nice. So there's some tempting offers there. I understand that. Uh, yeah. that, that need to have a backup for something you already don't use. You're like, I really like this. I'm not using it right now. But should I use it in the future and get super attached to it and something happens, what am I going to do? You got to plan your life around the what ifs and spend a lot of money in accordance with that plan. (laughs) Right. Preparing for what could be. Right. So Um, that's basically it. And James, uh, I know you're back from your trip. Uh, You're going to talk about what went on in your trip uh, a little later on in the show here. Absolutely. Absolutely. But how was the trip though? It was good. Uh, Yeah, it it was, it was, it was good. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm going to go okay. from top to bottom. Okay, good. Did you walk away with any swag, swag, and knowledge? I did. I have tons of swag and no show. <laughs> really? Excellent. Hell yeah. Lots of tote bags and, and pins. I avoided that stuff because I knew I had to fly pins back or, with it. Or pins? Uh, pins. <laughs> um, I, I avoided that kind of stuff. Uh, lots of stickers and uh, lots of business cards, so... Yeah. Stickers and business cards. And three or four shirts, but come on, three or four shirts don't fit me. <laughs> like whenever the guy's like, like Oh here, I'll give you a shirt, I'm like, just give me just give me whatever's most popular. Mm-hmm. You know. That's funny. Sometimes it's like, it's like do you make this in ginormous? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer's always a no. It's like I'll take a six X please. They're like, hmm, large or medium? I'm like, oh okay. Thanks. Yeah, Sometimes we, great. I have the idea of like oh, I'll go to a concert or, or something like that and buy a uh, a shirt, but you know all they have is like a large or a medium. But I want to support the band, so I'll be like, oh, I'll just put it in a picture frame and hang it on the wall, and that never happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One art, please. Yeah, I, I understand that, uh, Evan. I've had yeah. the same thought before, and of course. You see all the art hung up on the wall here. Indeed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although James got some art. Yeah, he's fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won it in the uh, relationship the relationship <laughs> divorce. Did you buy that? I bought <coughs> both of them at the store and demanded that I keep be allowed to keep them both, which was a serious point of contention. And then finally she gave in, and I got to keep them. I see. Yeah. Spoils of the Amphibian War of 1785. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish it had been something like that. That'd been awesome. You mean the War of 2929 or whatever? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Orphan War? Yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse the two. 
Uh, there was yeah. much defecation, and yeah. Let <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch that again. That's a fucking great episode. Yeah, it is. Actually. All right, let's get into this. Um, what is Club Q? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked, brother. So what, didn't put a link or nothing. No, can't have a link for this. Can't have a link for this. So it's mysterious. It's mysterious. Okay, so. How many of you guys follow Donald Trump? I do. What do you mean follow? I mean, like his like you you see, you see, like whatever he's doing or whatever. Well, I know the answer. Don't need to answer. I know you guys don't follow him. I don't follow him either. Um, Not because I hate him. I'm not a fan, but I don't follow him because I don't follow politics really. But I have heard. I was watching kind of Russia shit going on. That's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a Manafort is. Having a hard time, to say the least. <laughs> um, that falls out of our purview. Um, oh, okay. We right. normally don't talk about that kind of stuff here. But this I had to talk about. So he went to, Trump went to, I forgot where, some somewhere to do, he started his campaigning for the 2018, people who were running in 2018. So he started campaigning. So he went, he went to go talk to people, do his like regular like Trump rally thing. And in the... In the audience, there's all these cues everywhere, you know, like people wearing a shirt with Q on the front with an American flag background or people holding like a physical Q or people like holding up the letter Q or whatever like that. It's really weird. And I'm thinking I saw it and I was like, oh, it's like some weird Trump thing, you know. So Vice did a wonderful video. They had a wonderful video on the nightly news uh, on HBO Nightly News last week explaining the whole Q phenomenon. So Q stands for Q Anon, Q Anonymous, okay? And Q Anonymous is a rumored to be CIA, NSA, Secret Service, or some highly placed government official who works in the White House, and QAnon has been leaking since November of last year government documents to a Reddit forum, uh, which I don't know the name of. Um, actually, I'll put the post the Wikipedia page after I just talk about this. But he's basically he has he posts theories and truths with heavy quotes about the deep state and about uh, the Trump administration. And about the United States. So one of the uh, and the reason he's called Q is because he says this person, when he first identified himself, said he has Q clearance patriot <laughs> patriot. So he's his care. He said he has a clearance called Q level clearance. I don't think that's such a thing. I've never heard of it, but maybe it's a thing. I don't know. The highest I've ever heard of is Yankee white, which is like the president's clearance. So I don't really know, but uh, he says he has Q clearance patriot, uh, and he was on 4chan. He appeared on 4chan, and then he went to 8chan, uh, which I'd never heard of. Uh, what's 8chan, Evan? There are many chans, any number you can imagine. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know there's an 8chan. Okay, so anyway, he's on 8chan, and now he's also on Reddit, and... So he released all these posts, and a lot of them are about Hillary Clinton, 
um, about stuff she's doing. Basically, I'm not going to sum this up. I'm not going to give you, like, all the crazy ones. There's a lot of crazy, crazy claims. But most of them are surrounding around the deep state and liberal, liberals, pedophile stuff, Pizzagate type stuff. Um, uh, but on a national level, on an international level. So he's one of the biggest things that Q is known for is his claim that the Mueller investigation is actually was actually started by Donald Trump. And it's a hoax that Donald Trump and Mueller is are pulling off themselves to to distract the liberals so they don't know that they're being that Mueller is actually going after them to build a case on the Pizzagate thing. Okay, or on some child pedophile thing. And that Mueller works for Trump and they're they're working together on this. Okay. Um <laughs> what what are you not so this is like some conspiracy stuff. I not yeah. just like leaking official documents. No, this is okay. It's all conspiracy stuff. It's all conspiracy stuff. But based so, somewhat on effects barely somewhere. barely barely so the kind of stuff that q would say right q would say something to the effect of like um trump is preparing for a storm okay or trump or he say trump is preparing to release a big a lot of information soon trump is going to tell us something big soon and that's the kind of stuff he'd post or he'd post like a random picture with a circle in it and say look at this and come up with what you think I'm trying to tell you. So he leaves like really cryptic messages, nothing with a lot of detail. So the QAnon people, they would see like like Trump standing in front of all the DOD people. He had dinner with all the all the all the chiefs of staff, and he he's having dinner with them, and he poses for a photo in front of them, and he says he says the calm before the storm because Trump's a fucking weirdo. So he says that, and all the QAnon people are like, oh shit, it's happening, you know, like that's what they think. Um, and then other times, QAnon will like he will take something Trump said. Uh, Trump says like, oh, like about the space force thing. He'll say, oh, this is a code for blah blah blah. And there was recently, most recently, a guy had a wooden cue and held it up at the Trump rally, and Trump pointed at him, and he's like, Trump's like, I see you there, you know. And the guy was like, and they were like, the QAnon people were like, Trump recognizes us. It's true. Q is real. You know, so Trump is not said anything about the whole QAnon thing. And I don't think that they even know what it is because uh, Sarah, Sarah Saunders or whatever her name is, Sarah Huckabee. She was like, they asked her, they said, what is it with these groups, QAnon and blacks for one of the groups they mentioned was blacks for Trump. And they said and they asked him, they asked her in the press conference, what does Trump say about these groups? And Sarah Huckabee Sanders automatically, without even thinking, said, we don't ascribe to any groups, hate groups, and we don't want anyone to do anything. We don't ascribe to any groups that would call, do something to uh, do something to hurt someone else. So they don't even know what it is. Honestly, I don't think the QAnon group tells them anything crazy, like like go burn a church down or something. But it's pretty fucking crazy, dude. And it's a lot of it's based on a lot of the stuff that uh, what's his name, the guy who just got banned from the internet basically says. Uh, I haven't heard about that. 
Fucking the guy takes his shirt off all the time. He's like, take these herbal pills, baby! Oh, oh, Pizza Gate is real! Oh, it's a false flag, it's a hoax. It's oh, a Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones. Jones, yeah. Right, right, so they, right. Yeah, so YouTube like basically said, you're done. And Facebook was like, you're done. And uh, everybody's like, you're done. So the only place he has a rep, he can rep, he can post anything is on Twitter, and Twitter just suspended him for ten days because he's he said something crazy. He instead incite someone to fucking go kill somebody or beat somebody's ass again. So yeah. Anyway, but a lot of this is Alex Jones doing, um, but they they don't know who Q is. Um, but it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, uh, it, all of the claims are unsubstantiated. Uh oh yeah, Q QAnon claims that Putin and Kim Jong Kim Jong Un uh, are are like really our boys, and they're gonna help us to uh, clean up the pedophile, the national international pedophile ring that the deep state runs. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty hectic, dude. There's a lot of weird views and stuff like that. I want to post this Wikipedia article, but there's some really good videos talking about it and it's crazy like it's some tinfoil hat crazy shit dude uh and people they there's one video where they email people like cnn interviews people about it and they fucking people are like yeah q they're like q has our back <laughs> q i'm serious i'm not joking the people are like q he understands us and he understands what's really going on and there's one interview where the guy's like he asks him he's like what is the what is q he's like do you think q is real is there any proof that q exists and the guy says the guy looks he's looking at the fucking um he's looking at the like looking at the reporter then he turns he says i don't know you tell me q what do you think and he looks at the camera like he's talking to q he's like q what do you think and he's like, wait, I was like, come on, man. I'm like, I like either Republicans are just trolling us right now or like they are fucking nuts, you know, and it's it's kind of sad. But it's like people like Trump is a mess and his whole party's a mess. And, so, and I think that the human psyche knows it's a mess. But so this is like a kind of like an olive branch that they can reach out to for themselves and say, no, everything's fine. You know, so weird. It's really strange. I'm gonna put the po- put the link in here. And honestly, I would do like if you're really interested in this. And this goes for the people who are listening to, not just you guys. Uh, go watch the Vice article. I will put the Vice article in here, the Vice video, because that has a good. It's about mm, five or six minutes long, but they do a good job of like explaining the QAnon thing from top to bottom, um, and go into more depth than I'm than I've gone into here. But it's it's really weird, and I, I don't think we've seen it's it's picking up a lot of steam. You know, it's I mean, now now they're in the public. They're open, you know, wearing Q shirts and everything like that. And so you're going to see this belief kind of spread and grow and become different things. So it's only a matter of time now. We're at the we're at the top of it right now, but it's not even nearly done. This is what happens when there's no transparency. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, did you guys did anybody read the article? Um, And this is a little bit out of our preview again. But did anybody see that the newspapers, like over 300 or 400 newspapers, had all written an editorial on what was the the editorial was like free press and how Trump's been attacking the press? No. You know? And so anyway, they all banded together. Uh, I think uh, think almost everybody in the U.S., except for the Wall Street Journal, 
small papers, big papers, they all banded together and wrote these big combined editorials about how Trump's attacking the press and the freedom of press is important in America and things like that. And it's, and it's true, right? Like, like Trump is kind of on a slippery slope. Like he's, he's telling people the press is fake news and that words have power. You know, eventually you tell people enough, they're just not going to believe what the press has to say. So there won't be any, and, and as much as I hate the media, sometimes they are the arbiter. Like they are the ones who say, hey, this is shady. You know, and you need to look at this. Like, if they have no power, then we don't have any power because we don't have a way to know. You know, the Internet can't. The Internet's just a place for conspiracies and craziness. You know, we need newspapers. We need people who are held to some kind of standard of vetting, vetting stories and checking to see, oh, if this person is a real person or whatever, you know, and getting proper articles and stuff. We need those people. So I don't know, man. It's kind of scary. When you were talking about the guy who uh, was being interviewed and like looked into the camera, he was like, "What do you think, Q?" In my head, I was like, <laughs> and, the, and then the shot pans around to the uh, Star Trek Next Generation courtroom where John Delancey is up on his throne judging the human race. Yeah, the whole time he said this, I'm like, "Are they saying Q like Q or like?" <laughs> yeah. Like they mean so, like, like John Delancey, an, an all-knowing, all-seeing, omnipotent being. Like, what is going on? Oh, so by the way, you know what's funny? So somebody Q left for a while and didn't post anything for a while, and then some guy named R started posting, <laughs> and then Q came back and was like, "Don't trust that guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking weird, dude. All right, this Vice has done like two videos on it. One's from other, oh, both from two weeks ago. So. I think they've had some repeated, repeated stuff here. Repeated. But, uh, is all the all this conspiracy stuff is can be interesting, but is it worth actually investing any time into? Like, is this just another distraction? Uh, the QAnon thing is it on on its face? It's not worth anything. The problem, the thing, the thing that makes it worth looking into, at least understanding what it is, is because it's becoming huge. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like, I, I mean, uh, I don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but like the whole Antifa thing, right? To me, Antifa is a false flag. Like it just, and I know it's not, but to me, I'm like, it just, it just appeared. It just appeared one day. Right. And it, it, the news media was talking about it. Like it always existed. I'd never heard of it before. Now I don't watch a lot of news and maybe that's why I hadn't heard of it, but I never heard of it, and apparently it's like this old Italian movement of anti-fascism or whatever, but, you know, Republicans use it like it's a dirty fucking word, and, you know, from, it seems like almost militant, which kind of does make it a dirty word in our system of government, so, but I almost, I just wonder, I'm like, what, like, what, it just seems so fucking fake, and when I look at this Q thing, it's another thing that just came out of nowhere. Like, to me, this is another Russian manipulation, is mm-hmm. what this is. And Trump's Trump's created this hotbed, this place that's a perfect breeding ground for this kind of shit, right? Like, where people just don't believe, they aren't logical anymore. Like, like these are people, these are normal Americans, and they believe in this shit. They believe there's some pedophilia scandal. Because I think that they, I think deep down in their heart, they want to know that they're protecting something. They want to protect children, and 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 it's it's like a it's like, put it this way this is so well manufactured that it just doesn't seem like it, it seems like it's a more Russian shit to me, you know. 
I, I don't know, man. I, I think we need to pay attention to it just to like understand what it is mm-hmm. because it's going to sneak up on us again like Antifa and like Trump did. You know, I mean, now we live in a world where like you miss out on these small details. Like people are going to ignore this Q thing. They're going to ignore it because it's like a conspira- crazy conspiracy. But it's going it's becoming something. Like people are st- out in public walking around with shirts that say Q on them. So you should know? we pay attention to it so that we can confidently ignore it as nonsense? I guess, yeah. I mean, or just to know. I don't know. For me, I like. I want to know what happened. Like the day that the day that on the news it says, if you see someone wearing a Q shirt, they be careful. They may shoot you on sight. You know. Oh, I mean, yeah. I want to understand what's at why. What, how do we get here? You know. So that's the new only domestic reason. terrorist group known only as Q anon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Anything's possible at this point. So, martial law has been declared. Great. Okay. Hmm. Well, thank you for the heads up. No, no problem. Uh, next article is mine. NYU Medical School has uh, been building up quite a bit of funding and made the announcement recently that their current and future medical students will pay zero dollars for tuition, which is Good amazing. Job. Yeah, James, your your dreams of becoming George Clooney on ER can, <laughs> can be realized. It's like you too can be world's most attractive white slash possibly Hispanic slash possibly Italian man. That's right. Nobody knows what George Clooney is. I was going to say Greek, but whatever. True, yeah. Mediterranean. We'll just call him Mediterranean. There you go. Yeah, that covers a lot. Um. So apparently... Uh, it will only take $600 million to fund NYU's medical students for the foreseeable future, which to me seems like not a lot of money. Uh, they've already collected 450, sorry, 450 million of it, 100 million of which came from a, uh, a benefactor who this medical school is actually named for, the founder of Home Depot. So... You still have to get in to NYU Medical School, which is mm-hmm. surely very difficult. I don't know if they cap their uh, admittance to like, you know, a hundred per year or anything like that. Uh, apparently, there's only about five hundred students, a little less than five hundred students in their medical program currently. Um, hmm. so I mean, it's it's a great opportunity for people with a lot of potential who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. Uh, I mean, medical school in general is probably on the low side. You're looking at like $250,000 when you're done. And that's, that's not including the, you know, bachelors in biology that you need. Right. It's just the medical program. Um, but this, you know, there's a shortage of doctors apparently nationwide and, you know, that's not, uh, diminishing in the future. So this, I like this kind of program that's, you know, funding needed positions. Yeah, you know, I was reading something about this, and uh, it turns out that a lot of people are are becoming doctors, but they're choosing, you know, the more lucrative. Right. You know, like, oh, I'll become the neurosurgeon as opposed to, you know, I don't know what's... It's like a family doctor, a general practitioner, or, you know, ear, nose, and throat, or... Mm-hmm. oncologist um but yeah i think like neurosurgeon is the highest paid followed 
by plastic surgeon, actually. Mm -hmm. A lot of elective surgeries there probably contribute to that salary, but also, you know, needed surgeries if people are in accidents or something like that and need reconstructive uh, intervention. Yeah, yeah. So this is, yeah, this is is, uh, one of the goals is also to funnel people. There's a shortage of people in those Mm -hmm. other less lucrative doctor fields. Yep. So what will happen to the quality? Um, nothing. NYU is a good medical school, but I wonder what the. I wonder when you're not financially motivated. I mean, that's just human nature for the quality to go down. Well, I mean, it's not. I don't think this is like opening their doors. Like I'm saying, you you still have to get in, and they're not just going to let everyone in. You still have to be, you know, probably in the top one percent of applicants. So the doctor uh, program the is free, but if you just if you go in and get that bachelor of biology we're talking about, that's not free. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're still they're still collecting money then. Oh yeah. So we're talking about a small school within a larger school that is like okay free. Correct. If you meet our requirements, okay, that's not right. too bad. Yeah, it's like going to law school at Catholic University. It's like the law school is free. You know. Yep. But you still have if to, you're good you enough st- to get in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, hopefully, more institutions will implement something like this. Obviously, funding is the issue. Um, I was reading a thing somewhere that said most, if not all, colleges get a lot of funding, like from you know grants and mm-hmm. you know like benefactors and blah blah blah. Yep. That they could actually afford to just run off that. Yeah, they don't actually need to charge people money. Like a lot of them, and edu- honestly, there's a lot of excellent education in this country, but a lot of it is incredibly expensive compared to what you would get internationally. Yes. So if you're thinking of going to medical school and you can't get into NYU, then maybe look abroad. Denmark is the way to go. <laughs> yes, it's like national population two hundred. <laughs> Only need one doctor. The training is excellent. It's on the job training. I mean, just, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought that was worth mentioning on a, on a good trend. Yeah, no, that's cool. What do we got next? Mike, I believe this is you. Yeah, so we were talking about this before the show. Um, uh, For our listeners here, you guys haven't heard, so last... I believe it was last weekend, last Friday, so like just over a week ago, a gentleman who worked at the Seattle Seattle airport, like SeaTac, um, he worked at the airport on the runway. I think he was a baggage guy and maybe a, uh, you know, he helped like move the planes around and stuff. One of the light, light cone directors? No, yeah. he actually physically moved the planes. Oh, oh yeah, the, like yeah. on the on the little buggy or whatever. Yeah, you know, like you you well you attach the tugboat. A, a, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. it's a tugboat, but you know, for planes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this guy, he stole a plane from that was on the runway. It was. Uh, I mean, it's not on the runway per se, but it's on the tarmac. It was a. Uh, it was uh, Horizon Air, which is owned by Alaska Air Group. 
Um, apparently the plane was off in like a maintenance area or something. But he went, he attached a, he tugged it out, you know, <laughs> to like a runway, like kind of lined it up. Then, you know, detached the thing, managed to climb in the plane, get it started and took off. <laughs> this guy's 29 years old. The plane is a, um, a Q400, which is made by, so they used to be called Dash, like a Dash 8. Mm-hmm. And then they got sold to another company and started calling them Q, and they're like Q100, Q200. This is a Q400. It's the biggest one they make. It holds 78 passengers. So it's a good-sized plane. So it's like a regional jet. Mm-hmm. Not... It's, not, it's, like it's not a jet. It's a turboprop. Okay, yeah. But it's not like so, a charter plane. Right. So I thought it was like you know, like a Cessna or something. Like, oh, it holds 10 people, 20 people. No, this holds 78 people. So it's a good-sized airplane. Now, it is turboprop, not jet. Whatever. But this guy, 29 years old, supposedly has never flown in his life, climbed in the plane, and took off. Um, he did he did some flying, did some crazy maneuvers, like, you know, did a loop-de-loop and did this and did that. He was in contact with the, the you know, tower, talking to the air traffic control and stuff for a while. Um, there's a video that I put in the show notes in the extra section that has audio of him talking with the tower. It's about 12 minutes long. Um, they kind of edited it together. And man, it sounds like if one of us went and stole a plane, it's, it's like crazy. He's like, yeah, you know, I just felt like doing it, whatever. He's like, yeah, man, it's pretty cool up here. You know, whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's just so like casual about it. He's like, so this is like life in jail, huh? It's like a life in jail. That they're like, no, nah, we don't want to think about that now. <laughs> so I played a lot of video games. Uh, this is that's that's where my training comes from. Yeah. So obviously they're like, we don't know how we knew how to fly. If you do enough flight simulators or this or that, you will at least know how to take off in an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. It's super flight, realistic I mean, now. Yeah. Flight yeah. simulator will. I mean, that's a it's a viable training platform for. Yeah. Flying an actual plane. I mean, if you use either Microsoft Flight Simulator X or or X Plane, you know, I'm sure you could you could figure it out. You know, yeah. So now I don't I don't know if he decided this once he was up there, or if this was his plan all along. But he suicided himself. Basically, he ended up crashing the plane into a tiny little island that was uninhabited. Um, and that was it. Just off the coast? Yeah. It was like, like in a lake or something. It's like in a lake or something. He wasn't a dick about it. You know, he was like, the whole time you he listened to him, he's like, he's like, I'm really sorry, man. I didn't mean to fuck your day up, you know. Hope, 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 you know, too many people aren't messed up about this. Da, 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 like, you know. Mm-hmm. He was like, I just did the barrel roll. I figured that would be, be done after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's name, let's see, Richard, what's his name? Richard Parnell? No, Richard... Richard Russell. Richard Russell. Yeah. Um, yeah well, how man. much does that plane cost? $20 million? I don't know, probably. 
Hope the, they have like, insurance. The, like the Alaska Air CEO said the airline did not know if Russell had any training. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. Use your own plane, dick. So apparently apparently like there's a big I, I and I don't know if this is still accurate, but I heard this right when it happened that he was like kind of getting he got snubbed at work and he was getting like not paid well and he was having a hard time and he's like a really lonely guy and just stayed at home all the time and all he did was play video games. I don't know if that was true or not, but that's what they were saying like when it first happened. Well, he kind of said in the in the link that Mike posted in the extra section with the audio, he's like, hey, I'm just uh, having a tough time, kind of a like a broken guy with a couple screws loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think he. I think I think this is a case of like you know we're always jokingly saying if you're gonna go out, take the Ferrari and go into a telephone pole going like 150 miles an hour. Right. I think this is a case of that. I think he was like, I'm going big. He's like, I'm gonna go and do what I want to do, and I'm gonna fucking go, you know. And I, I, it's horrible that he got there, you know. But what a fucking way to go, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta say this is a good crime. This is a good crime, <laughs> not a bad crime. He was careful. He didn't take anybody else with him. He didn't like, you know, I mean, yeah, he said, fuck the company, but I don't have a problem with that. Like companies aren't people, you know, and if they are people, well, fuck them. You know, who Mm -hmm. cares? But I don't really give a shit about them. And they are probably screwing the fuck out of them. You know, I've not heard of a company that's not screwing its employees somehow. So it's probably screwing the fuck out of them. So I'm glad he fucking hosed them on that airplane, you know, jeez. So they're like, people like, how could he? You know, how could he get in the plane? Isn't it locked or something? Like, no. Mm-mm. Like, don't you need keys? No. <laughs> no. Planes aren't like cars, you know? Yeah, no. They Now, the only thing they did say, theoretically, you can lock the cockpit door. And I guess you would need a key to get in there. But they never do that. Like, that's not the normal part of, you know, procedure. Mm-hmm. Basically, they say they don't control access to the planes. They control access to the whole area where the planes are. You know, they keep people from going there. Like he works there, you're trusted. Yeah, he's supposed to be there. Like he's authorized. You know. Yeah, it's like leaving your car unlocked, but in your garage that is locked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If your wife then takes your car and fucking crashes into a thing, I mean, is that theft (laughs) or is that just like you know, your wife's a dick? You know, (laughs) I don't know. I'd be like, how did James get into the server room and trash the servers? Like, well, he's authorized to be there. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. How could this happen? Well, <laughs> I think people have this warped view of like because airplane security and the TSA and everything, they think that there's like layers upon layers of like you can't just walk up into a plane. But I'm pretty sure these guys can. Like, if you just work in an airport, I'm pretty sure you could just walk into an empty plane. You know, if you have access, if you're trusted. You just mm-hmm. walk into an empty plane and go do whatever. You know, if one of these guys want to sneak you onto a plane and put you in luggage compartment, they probably could. You know, and no one would be the wiser. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I could get out onto like the runway at the Memphis airport with relative ease before being apprehended because it's but- so unpopulated. Like, you go in the terminal and. Almost every gate has like one flight of stairs down, and there's an exit door that goes onto the runway. Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that too, actually, Ed. When I was in, when I was just traveling, I just noticed. I noticed that 
that they they I had never noticed that before. But yeah, it's like you you're on the jetway, I guess, and then there's an, a flight of stairs that goes down from the jetway to the runway. Yeah, yeah you, you know, go my... steal a luggage vehicle and fucking drive it into a plane. Yeah, yeah it's sad. Like you know how much like I was like when I was traveling like uh, earlier this year, I was looking around everything. I'm like, hmm, how could I how could I do this? You know, <laughs> where are the vulnerabilities? Yeah. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> That's how we roll, dude. That's who we are. Yep. So yeah, so this guy, man, this guy was married though too. I was like, what the hell? Oh, he was married. Yeah. Oh, so his wife knew what was up. They have they haven't interviewed her. I don't know. Hopefully, like, they're like this guy's lonely. Whatever. I'm like, he's fucking married. Like, I mean, unless his marriage was shit, I don't know. You know, but maybe. I'm Hopefully like, the there's no suicide clause in his life insurance. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Isn't that in everyone's? Uh, yeah. You can't I, just like take out a million dollar policy on yourself, then I'm going to off myself, you know? Well, it'd be suspicious if you did it, you know, the next week, but you're probably right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you, uh, that's always uh, that's always in there. So Would this be considered uh, on-the-job death? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Get a good enough lawyer. Yeah. But he was clearly working. Yeah. Like... <laughs> was he clocked in? Was he clocked in? Okay, yeah. then. Okay, then. <laughs> On the job, damn it. Oh. Okay. Uh, what do we got next here? Something about time zones? Yeah, so I just thought this was funny, man. This is another another dumb thing, but... So this this article I came across just randomly is like Trump reportedly tries to call world leaders at odd hours and has to be reminded of different time zones on a constant basis. Is he like, what's the problem? It's 1 p.m. It's like, yeah, it's 4 a.m. in fucking Shanghai. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's he impulsively attempts to call other world leaders. Trump wasn't great with recognizing that an older world leader might not be awake or in the right place at 10.30 or 11 p.m. their time. Trump has a particular bizarre interest in French President Emmanuel Macron and randomly calls him for no apparent reason. A bizarre <laughs> interest. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm uh, like, what? <laughs> I feel like once Trump's like whole candidacy over, there's so much shit is going to come out. Like when people start going, like because you know they have like the going through everything, yeah. they, all that shit's public. They're going to start combing through all that shit. Be like, what did he say? What did he do? Oh my god, he did this. Oh my god, thank you, Trump, for That's being great. You. If he just calls me, he's like, your wife's hot, and then hangs up. <laughs> like, all right, no, that's cool. the that's the last one. I was the previous president. Oh, pardon me. This one, the president is like 42 and his wife's like 65. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she was his teacher. Ooh, and the story yeah. gets juicier. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, man. You guys should look into that. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> He's like, it's like people are like, these are very busy people. You don't call, you don't just call to check in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fucking great, man. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Just thought it was kind of funny. Excellent. All right, this last thing I, I forgot about this until recently, so I, I just I just threw it in there. But I I figured we should talk about it at least a little bit. So there, this 
last weekend on Sunday, there was supposed to be the Unite the Right rally in Washington, D.C. Um, Is that having to do with the Bill of Rights and the Constitution or right wings or right to I think it's right wings, right wing, right wing uh, politics. Uh, it's a follow-up to the Charlottesville one from last year, where that guy ran over people and right, okay. people died, and you know it was a right wing white nationalist. <laughs> Say it right, right wing white nationalist, white yeah. ring night nationalist, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it says for white nationalists and white supremacists. So they show the guy there standing there, the guy who organized it. They have a picture of him as like holds up an American flag largely alone. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz apparently very few people actually showed up to this rally. Is that guy white? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like that is a very Hispanic looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's like Puerto Rican or something. But check your either dude, way. These guys just gotta fucking go check their fucking go do a twenty three and me, man. These motherfuckers. That's that's the fucking thing about this. That's the fucking shit about this that drives me crazy. Like barely anybody's actually white anymore. Like everybody's fucking from some fucked up place or some fucked up thing, and has some bullshit in them, like some Native American or some black or some fucking <laughs> Spanish or some shit like that. And they're like, oh man, how Hitler? You know, get the fuck out of here with your impure bloodline ass. It's like, yeah. are you a true Aryan? Can you be traced <laughs> back to the castles that were found or whatever? Like, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> to the castles of Wolfhound. That's Michael's new uh, sitcom he's going to do this year. The, the castles, castle, of castle, castles of Wolfhound. No, that's the name of your guy's new manor. Yeah, there you go. Wolfhound Manor. Uh, it's just a bunch of snooty German guys. <laughs> oh. There's a tweet here they have embedded, and it's like from yeah. Jacques Beauchamp. It says, this is Dan from Long Island. Dan believes in, quote-unquote, peaceful cleansing of Latinos and blacks from the United States. He turned 19 today. <laughs> this guy yes. looks like a complete douche. Absolutely terrifying. And I, I read a little more into the tweet, and it's like, peaceful cleansing is... Forced sterilization. <laughs> really? What? Yeah, that's what peaceful cleansing is. That's wow, worse than I thought. Okay. Yeah, it's very disturbing, honestly. And you like nineteen. So when I was nineteen, I didn't know anything. You know? Can you imagine that being so close-minded that you don't even like you just don't know anything, and you just decided that you're right? Like you decided, like, oh, this is my point of view right now is the point of view. It's fucking creepy. And look at this guy who's fucking button up cunt, fucking dickhead. I don't even want to look at him anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, horrible. No, this, is, this is so crazy. <laughs> and there was a lot of anti-protest. There were way more anti-protesters than there were protesters. Yeah. And down here at the bottom, look, here you go, James. Counter-protesters and members of Antifa and Black Bloc. Never heard of that. Burn a Confederate flag in Lafayette Square. Black Block, B L A K A C B L O C. Another thing. Yeah. And, and you know what happens, right? These are just center points for hyper conservatives to be like, oh shit, you know, they're coming for us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Black Block, I'm reading now. 
a name given to groups of protesters who wear black clothing, scarves, and sunglasses over ski masks. So it's not even about black people. It's just white people being fucking... Oh, I didn't think it was about black people. I don't know. What I it was thought about. it was. I thought it was about I black people. I did, too. <laughs> and, you know, here's the thing. The, the way to answer... This is America, right? You know, this is America. You know, the way... <laughs> The way to answer this is not with militant protesting. You know? I mean, if you're going to be a militant protester, stop well, being a fucking... Well, that's what all the whole Antifa thing is, right? Yeah, stop being a pussy. Fucking start a fucking revolution, you fucking pussy. You know? Oh, I'm going to be a fucking... I'm going to throw rocks at the police. The police are just doing their fucking job. And nobody gives rocks a shit. At the police. I think they're, they're punchy Nazis, quote-unquote. Yeah, but still, like, who gives a shit? The Nazis aren't going to go anywhere. All it's going to do is enrage them. Like, it, like, how can you be so short-sighted to think that works? So what should they be doing? Fucking marching on marching on the White House. <laughs> marching on the White House. Yeah. Fucking forcibly removing the political system. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I... Oh, I'm not oh, saying... Oh, oh. I'm not saying that I think that that's like... He's like, heads should roll in the streets. So like, I mean, okay, you know relax, they say, bro. reflesh the fucking tree of liberty with the blood of patriots and tyrants alike. Reflesh? Refresh. <laughs> I think you mean refresh. Refresh. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying that I think that that's like what needs to happen right now. But I'm just saying that I think I think militant protesting is a half measure, and it's meant to satisfy yourself. It's not meant to to, to get anything done. You know, it's like it's like a selfish act because you're like, I'm fighting for what I believe in. But really, it's just like you just like got angry and you want to punch a Nazi. But it doesn't really do anything except make both the other side look like the bad guys. Protesting should be like peaceful and just chill. It doesn't that doesn't do anything either. But at least you don't look like an asshole when you're done. True. You you know, if you're going to be militant, just fucking go all the way. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like if you're going to steal a car, why steal a car and drive slow? Fucking drive fast. Take a shit in the fucking glove box. Go ham. (laughs) You feel me? Like, just go ham. Don't be a pussy about it. Yeah, you got to commit. Yeah, thank you. That's the word. You got to commit. Like Michael always says, why not? Mm -hmm. Go all in. Don't fucking play. Let's not play games. We're all grown. Fuck it. All right. It's good advice. (laughs) Maybe they'll listen to me. I don't know. I don't know. Should we move on to some stranger danger? Uh, Uh, Who has the first link here? James is grousing. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, here. So, the the silent killer here. Faxes. Fax machines? As in a fax machine. A facsimile machine? Yes, someone can send you a malicious fax. Oh my god! And I mean literally, like a piece of paper sent over a fax machine. This is file to another fax machine. But if you're, but that receiving fax machine is connected to Ethernet, also, then it can it can Ooh. spread the disease. That's is this like an from- air gap? Is this like an air gap jump almost? I mean, you're physically connected, so it's not an air gap, but I, it seems so weird yeah. to go from two different medias like that, you know? Yeah, like, basically, like, they're sending some data in with this fax somehow, 
And the fax machine is like, oh, okay, now I need to send this over Ethernet and fuck everybody up. Like, it's weird. It's crazy. It's creepy as fuck. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. That's no, all good. They're just saying, yeah. So, like, like if you have like a, you know, a Canon, let's say, multifunction printer, scanner, copier, and fax machine, it's mm. connected to your network, but it's also connected to the phone line, so you can receive faxes. Someone could send you a fax. It could contain the code to execute this uh, remote code execution vulnerability and start infecting and taking over your IT network. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So are fax machines that advanced that they can like interpret code? And I'm assuming it writes something to their firmware or some circuitry. And then from there, like, execute something else and goes out to your network. I thought fax machines were dumb. It's like a phone. I think most fax machines are dumb. And I don't think most fax machines are hooked up to to their to their thing, hooked up to Ethernet, so. I guess these guys are doing it, are actually sending a file, you know, but, like, they're sending, like, you know, a fax, but it's through a computer. Uh huh. And so they did it to an OfficeJet Pro sixty eight thirty and an OfficeJet Pro eighty seven twenty. So these are HP ones, but maybe it it looks like it could it could affect all fax machines. So uh, the research sent an image file loaded with malicious payload through the phone line, and as soon as the fax machine receives it. The image is decoded and uploaded into the fax printer's memory. Uh, they used uh, the NSA's internal blue and double pulsar exploits mm-hmm. uh, to take over the connected machine and further spread malicious code through the network. See, this is what you get for buying one of those fancy plain paper fax machines. You need to get a good old-timey thermal, thermal paper roll fax Jesus machine. Christ. That's what we used to have. It's the best kind. Never run out of ink. There you go. Absolutely horrible. How else are you going to get all your official documents from the military? (laughs) You know, we had a fax machine set up in my basement for many, many years. I'm pretty sure my dad still has one set up. How about that? With its own dedicated phone line. Yes. I don't know why anyone would have one. Business. It's good mm-hmm. business, James. Business, James. Business. Giving yourself the business. <laughs> We're doing business. I'm a businessman. We're doing business. <laughs> business, business, business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I forgot to cure my bonitis. <laughs> bonitis. Evan, shalom hunger, shalom free food. <laughs> oh, boy, Futurama. Yes. Okay. Um, so, James. Give us a recap of your travels. So, I went to DEFCON in Black Hat. Uh, I left on Tuesday the 7th, and I came back the 12th on Sunday. So... Did you go to this like half and half? Or are they like two to three day events? Yeah, so DEFCON runs from the Sunday before, or, or the Friday or Saturday before I left... And ends on Thursday. 
and Black Hat, excuse me, that's a Black Hat. DEFCON starts on Thursday afternoon-ish and runs until Sunday afternoon-ish. Um, and when was it Caesar? Uh, Black Hat was at uh, uh, Mandalay Bay and DEFCON was at Caesar's Palace and uh, the Flamingo. So, well, how can I explain this? DEFCON, or let's start Black Hat. Black Hat is like the corporate version. So it costs about, if you go to the workshops in the beginning, and you go for like the full like seven days, it can easily cost you up to like six, upwards is like six, six grand, you know? Maybe seven grand if you go to you go to the training ahead of time, then you pay for all the full package, everything, right? Um, honestly, the reason, the only reason you go there, I guess, if you want to get some specific training, then yes, it's probably an ideal place to go for that, because um, they kind of cram a bunch of information in your head in like a three day period, and it's from some of the best trainers in the world. But uh, that's some, probably the main reason to go to 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 Black Hat. Um, they have talks. The talks are very well organized, and they're pretty good, pretty well done. Um, uh, it's the kind of stuff that we're used to, like like all of us have been to Hope. So the, the talks are kind of Hope-like in the sense that, you know, but they're always, like, kind of, they're always very, Black Hat talks are more uh, useful. They're, well, they're more useful, and also a lot of them are rigged towards like CIOs and CISOs and FSOs and shit. So, like one talk, the first talk I went to, which I was really looking forward to, which turned out to be dumb, was it was a talk about I can't remember what it was about now. It was about security, phishing. It was about phishing, and I thought, oh, they're going to show some phishing tool or something, you know? Um, because I have like a like weird obsession with like phishing, um. So I went in the talk and it was a lady from uh, the Mayo Clinic and she was talking about she was talking about what they were doing for fishing at the Mayo Clinic. And I thought, OK, and occasionally she'd mention like, oh, we use this tool. And I was like, OK, what's the tool? But she never said what the tool was. All the talk was about was the people things they've done. So they like what they did to get people to educate their staff more, which is a huge problem with phishing, but it's not what I was looking for. You know, I was looking for a technical solution or a technical, some kind of technical aspect to it. Um, so that wasn't very good. And most of the talks were like that. Like they're designed for, to help a CIO or a non-technical who's at Black Hat understand some technical concept in a very high level way. There were deep dives. I went to one amazing talk that was about uh, admin rights um, for the sysadmin, it was fucking amazing. And honestly, like, everything we do with admin rights is wrong. You know, it's just fucking wrong. Um, we're all bad admins. We're all bad sysadmins. You know, and I'll get that. Uh, once the video's up on YouTube, I'll pull it and put it in the show notes for this week or at a later week or something like that. Um, because it's honestly a talk worth watching. Um, I did get the slides, and actually, maybe I can find the slides and post the slides up. But uh, you really need to sit down to the talk. Uh, but it's a really good talk. Um, I took away so much from that. Uh, and then there was 
lots of talks on exploiting this, exploiting that, problems with this, problems with that. How can we fix this? How can we fix that? Lots of really good talks, tons of good talks. They had a thing, they had a business center, of course, which is like all the vendors. Like I had like a couple thousand vendors there. I had an amazing time in there. I learned some really cool stuff. I'll talk about it in a second. And then they had the Black Hat Arsenal, which was like where all the tools were. And I didn't go in there. I wish I had because I'm sure there's things I missed out on that I could have gotten there, um, that I could have seen there. Um, I did pick up one of the tools from there, uh, which I'll probably send over to Evan, let him play with. But uh, um, but I got it from Black. I got it from DefCon because the same guys were at DefCon later. Um, at any rate, so. The the vendors of the vendors I saw I talked to a guy from Bromium, which is a company. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible name. Honestly, it's a horrible name. Are they all named Chad? No, no, they're all British guys actually. And I think <laughs> I think to them it's completely innocent. Like they don't get the they don't get the connection. But to me, I just looking at their name, I'm like, all right, you guys, where's your backwards visor? You know. <laughs> um, but isn't basically, that an, isn't that Brom- an element? And popped collars. It is an element. Yeah, it is an element. Um, but basically what they do is, so let's say you have a user and they go and open Outlook, they open up Outlook and they get it, they get some, they get a message, they get like an Outlook file, you know, a word file, they double click on the file and it opens and they can go and edit or view or save in the file. And you think, okay, James, that's all normal operation shit. Well, what Bromium does is it spins up a micro segmented VM and it launches Word in a VM. So to the user, it's completely transparent. And honestly, if you didn't know what you were looking for, you would not know it's running in a VM. It's pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I asked the guy, I said, well, this has got to be pretty very resource intensive. He's like, no, we use, he's like, certain, he said the new computers from like the last five years have hardware hypervisor virtualization built in by, by Intel, and we take advantage of that chipset, you know? So they're spinning up. He said, "He said you won't notice latency or lag until you get about fifty VMs deep. Um, but otherwise, they're spinning up. I saw him spin up about sixteen, and it was no latency. And he pretty was good. running it. He was doing it on an old ThinkPad laptop. It was pretty crazy, honestly. So it's like so, sandboxed containerization. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Docker. It's a Dockerized or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a VM. I mean, they they are harping on the fact that this is a VM and not like a Docker container or something. But to me, I'm like, this has got to be Docker or Docker's every part of this. Um, some Docker's uh, part Java. of everything. You know that. There's yeah, Java it, virtual machines. Yeah, it could be Java. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. So um, they did obviously, and I said, well, what if you save the document? Like, the, can you guys not catch that? Because I'm thinking, oh, this is a an Outlook plugin they've built. And they're like, no, if you save it, it doesn't matter. You save the thing, it just comes up on the you save it on your desktop, and then in the little corner of it, there's a little green dot. That's how you know it's Bromium. So we said what happens is you set security policies or minimum requirements and say, okay, if this happens, then do that. So if antivirus scans this and says we're good, or if it sits on the computer for like a month, then you say, okay, we're good. We can now take this out of Bromium. We don't have to run, launch this in Bromium anymore. We can launch it regularly. Hmm. You know, it, uh, it's very cool, man. It's very very cool. Um, he showed me some beta stuff they had, some prototype stuff they had too, which was like, if your computer, like let's say your home computer, 
is is a, a botnet or violated or exploited somehow, and someone's in your computer like with key loggers and they're watching your screen and shit like that. Well, this thing is a citrus. It's a. It, it looks like citrus, and it kind of is, but um, it's citrus based. But you launch it as your VM to connect to the server to connect to your office, and normally what happens is when someone VPNs in. They connect, and then the VPN will say, oh, do you have antivirus? Okay, you're good. And then we just kind of are like, we've got this VPN section segmented off in its own little box, and we're like hoping that everything goes well in there. We're hoping you have antivirus. We're hoping you don't have fucking ransomware you're going to spread all over the network. We're hoping everything's good. Or we say, you can't connect your home computer at all to our network. Done. You know? Uh, Well, this basically just blacks everything out. So you can't see anything. You know, and nothing actually gets sent over. You know, like anything gets sent over, gets checked by this system before it leaves. And you can't, like, if you connect using this, the hacker just sees a black box. Like, they can't see the window with your computer screen on it. They can't see shit. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. That's but kind that's, of interesting. Yeah, that 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 to me I saw is like a huge problem in in the network in network infrastructure, which is like a huge fear that like users are going to bring some crazy shit in from home. Um, so we saw that. That was cool. Um, I saw a lot of cool fucking tools that rolled back ransomware. Uh, there was one company called Sentinel One, which I'm trying to get them to buy at our office, which I was totally amazed by. And it rolls back the ransomware. It can it records everything your computer does. Super low latency. Very cool stuff. Um, the, so it's like a constant restore point or a continuous restore sort point? Sort of, yeah. But the restore point aspect of it is one component of mm-hmm. it. It does a million other things, and I can't even begin to like put my finger on it to tell you. But it, 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 the restore point thing is like one major thing. So like you get a fucking ransomware on your computer. As long as you have this software, the client, the endpoint you know, on your computer, then I can see every single thing that 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 happened and i see it like in a tree architecture so it says evan.exe and that split off and it changed the name of itself to blah and then that went off and tried to do blah and then from evan.exe it did blah 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 and blah it tried to delete this service it tried to change the name of this service it did this and they show the whole timeline and then you can run it back you say okay take me back right before this file was downloaded done and it runs the whole computer back. So all the mitigation stuff you used to have to do when you did, when like someone, someone's computer got malware or ransomware. Like if someone's computer gets ransomware at your office, they're just fucked. Like, just sorry, bro. We're taking your computer. We're wiping it. You lost all your data. Done. We're not going to pay them, you know, unless it's some crazy urgent situation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's just done. This mitigates that completely. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Um, it's like VM snapshots, but on a very, yeah, like uh, individual action basis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know what the lag or latency is going to be on that, but the cool thing about that was it worked on Windows, Linux, Mac, uh, P, uh, iOS, and really, and Android. Yeah, it worked on everything. It's pretty cool. Um, He's like, even the AS390, man, they got you. Like, <laughs> oh, so you know what else I did? They had a museum. Oh, well, let me not jump. Let me not jump ahead. I'm sorry. This is going to take a long time. Um, so just to give you a little background, okay? I've been to Vegas before. This Vegas, Vegas has like changed a lot since the last time I was there in 2014. 
Um, it's really changed. It's a lot more busy, a lot more people, a lot more built up. And it, when we landed, it was 111 degrees. Ooh. So you're taking a breath. You're like this, like, and it's like you're breathing fucking fire, dude. It's <laughs> horrible. Only thing is not humid. So and there's no mosquitoes or anything, which is nice. But um, the food was too expensive. Everything was pricey as fuck. Water tastes like shit. Like you want to? I was buying bottles of water, like two bottles of water every couple days, to keep my backpack. It was so bad. Um, Here's the real question: Did you visit the Heart Attack Grill? I did not. I didn't. I didn't <sighs> visit any of that stuff. I didn't go to Heart Attack Grill. I didn't go to Machine Gun Vegas. I didn't go to any of that stuff. I wanted to, but wouldn't I just he didn't. have eaten? Wouldn't he have eaten for free? Yes. Why? Because I'm a man of girth. If you're over, I think if you're over 300 pounds, you eat for free. Jesus Christ! I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, that'd have been like an incentivizing to go just to go ham, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. So on a DefCon. So DefCon was the next. Was that Thursday? DefCon was way more free flow. Um. They the badge was a circuit board. The circuit board had a game on it, and the game was like there's like these little men. Did you get to keep it? Yeah, yeah, I kept it. I got it. Um, I got it somewhere around here. It lights up and everything. It's pretty cool. But basically, every circuit board had a had a a little connector at the bottom, and the whole idea was you had to connect with other people's badges who had different badges. There were seven badges out there. The badge I had, there was 36,000 of them. The other badges started from 250 to 25. So you had to find these people had these ultra-rare badges and connect with them to unlock more potential in your badge. It's pretty cool. Um, so it, it's like a, a way of networking? Sort of, yeah. Um, the whole idea was... The more people you connected to, the more potential you'd unlock in your badge. And by unlocking, they had these lights at the bottom that spelled the word uh, DEFCON. And if your badge was all red, then it was because it was because you there was you had created a dystopian future for the people for future hackers. And if your badge was all green, you have found a way to go to the brightest possible future for future hackers. Um, it was a cool concept. It was interesting. I played the game a little bit. It was super. It was like three or four buttons you could press on there that were the uh, the I forgot what they're called, but they're the ones that use your finger as a conductor. So capacitive, capacitive touch. Yeah. So um, it didn't work super well, and apparently there was a firmware bug in it that they found <laughs> after the thing. So after the event, so there's a so basically they're like go online, go to Reddit, download this patch. It'll it'll upgrade the firmware in your thing, so That's you can play the game. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hat. So or DefCon. So uh, really quick, I forgot this. When you at the last day of Black Hat, they do this thing called the knock the knock talk. Okay. So you go every, the knock talk is full. It's full. It's like. Easily 2,000 people sitting in there. You know, it's full as fuck. Like, you're sitting on top of each other in there. And the guy's talking, and he's like, okay. So they go down the list. They're like, okay, let's talk about the most egregious actors. You know, because they're expecting that people are going to attack them and stuff. They say, first of all, very, very little traffic on the network. People, they're like, look, 
your computers are safe here. You can bring your computers to Black Hat. You can definitely bring your computers and plug them in. It's totally safe. We are not allowing anything on the network. They're like, number two, we tried, they, they, they're like, last year we had, I think they said that we had like, they had like one, they had like two gigs up or something like that or two terabytes up or whatever. I don't know. They said this year we went to 10. Said so 10 gigabytes up or 10 terabytes up. I don't know what it was. Um, and they said we didn't use any of it. They said we barely used any of it because nobody, they said people don't trust the network. <laughs> like the network is safe. Yeah. You can use the network. It's like, this is Black Hat, it's corporate. So then they said, on that note though, you definitely need to not have your 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 traffic in unencrypted. So then they showed all these fucking people, and they didn't show their names, but they shed all this like unencrypted traffic, passwords, logins, VPN accounts, timesheets, all this kind of stuff that people were trying to do at Black Hat. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's crazy, man. The shit, the traffic, the shit that's unencrypted out there, you know. Um, and then they said. Now let's talk about the the most egregious, like the really bad stuff. They're like the porn, you know. So they pull up this video. They're like, they're like, we don't know what video it was, but someone spent two hours on, at around ten a.m. on thesebutts.com, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> then they had another one. They were like, and and they're like, whatever videos on this website, it must be great. And this way, and there's like because they were only there for 16 seconds. And it's like it was like I don't know what the website was. I have to look. It was like these. It was like it was like butterflytits dot dot org. Something stupid, you know. It was something really dumb. And he was like, "You're probably trolling us, but we just find this phenomenal." Um, and then they answered a bunch of questions and that kind of stuff. Um, are you guys familiar with the Wi-Fi pineapple? Mm, it sounds kind of familiar. Okay, so. Familiar. Hack Five makes this thing called the Wi-Fi Pineapple. Yes, um, it is it's a, a lunchbox. No, it looks like a router, but basically it just grabs traffic. It grabs it just it just it runs in passive mode and pulls Wi-Fi traffic, mm-hmm. and you can use it to hack into Wi-Fi and shit like that. But basically, it's a monitoring device. So I don't know how much throughput it has, but some guy had built a fucking backpack with twenty-five of them. <laughs> and he said it's something like 50 gigabytes of throughput or something per second or some crazy shit like that. And <laughs> he was at DEF CON talking about it, but he was also part of the knock team at Black Hat. So he was there in Black Hat talking about it. Um, it's pretty fucking crazy. Um, uh, okay, so DEF CON. DEF CON was basically your kind of more hipstery kind of dirty hippie type shit um almost like hope but not without the stuff that we don't like in hope the only thing that i think there was a pro was one chick who wouldn't let anyone ask any questions she said only non-binary females and non-binaries can ask questions first um which i thought was like you know me i was super triggered by that <laughs> you should but, have asked uh, a question and be like sir are you non-binary or female it's like you just call me sir yeah, are you assuming my gender? I'm an attack helicopter. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't in that talk. Um, Sam was in that talk. He told me about it. Okay. So <laughs> I probably would have gotten up if I had said something. If that had happened, I'd have been like, stood up and like, what the fuck? Because I found that just super offensive. But anywho, so DEFCON. You're, you're offended by their offendedness? 
Yeah, because it's like, you know, <laughs> separate but equal, basically. As a Ooh. black person, I think black people should be automatically def- automatically offended by separate but equal. Um, which is separate basically what that equal. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um uh Defcon, you see all the weirdos come out, people in furry suits, like lots of furries, lots of furries. Um That's odd. Yeah, they had a furry, a furry and kingster meetup. I did not go. Uh, <laughs> Sam was like, "You're not gonna go. You're not gonna go tie someone up there. You're not gonna go. You're not gonna go." I was like, "No, I'm not gonna go." So um, they had. Uh, I mean, it was the usual stuff. Is what you expect. Same kind of talks. Basically, some of the talks were repeated from DefCon to Black Hat. Um, not too many. Um, they had a huge vendor area with all kinds of cool gadgets and shit. Um, their hacking stuff was way more ex- extensive than to hope ever thought about being. Like they tell you specifically, they're like, "This is how you hack into this shit." They're like, "Oh, you want to get into fucking cars here? Here's how you do it." You know, they. I went to the lock picking village. You know, I love the lock picking village. Here, their villages. They had a lock picking village. They had a like a tamper proof village to help you get past tamper proof locks and things. And tape. Oh, wow. So they give you, they give you like, here's a bunch of acetone and a syringe. They're like, get into this box without disturbing the tape. And I did it. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> I was like, that was like the dopest thing there, I think. And then they, they give you the tamper proof, uh, security twist ties that they go in and it's, they're serialized and they show you how to, how to, how to defeat those. Um, they had an ICS skater booth. Their contest area is fucking ridiculous, dude. They had like this Chinese team there that was hacking drones over at the Flamingo. They had a thing using micro drones to knock down real drones. Um, they had a uh, they had a, of course they had a Team Fortress Tube tournament. I don't know why. I guess it's wow. a hacker thing. Yeah, huge one, huge one too. They had like seven teams. Um, they had like eight or nine CTFs. Okay, capture the flag events. They had like eight or nine of them, dude. They had one where guys had qualified earlier in the year. They had one that was an OSN OSN one, so open source intelligence one, which we tried to get into, but I forgot to submit our our registration before 9 p.m. But that one was cool. That one was like 80% was online research, and then the last 20% was somewhere in Vegas. They would call you and send you somewhere in Vegas to do this open source research, um, open source intelligence gathering. Um they had a bunch of regular CTFs. You just walk up and sit down and start hacking. Um, they had oh, they had so much stuff. They had so much stuff. I can't even explain it. So, should you go to Black Hat or should you go to DefCon? If you have the money to go to Black Hat and take advantage of the training, um, then yeah, you should. If you can afford it, if you can get your boss, your job to afford it, but. Should you go to DefCon? Yes, it's a must-have. It's two hundred eighty bucks. You just get the flight out there and get a hotel. We're talking under a thousand bucks for the whole thing. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, no, maybe fifteen hundred bucks with the hotel stay. But we're talking what? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leave Sunday. Easy thing, and mm-hmm. it's totally worth it. Um, it's a good trip. There's tons to learn. It's fucking crazy, you know. Uh, there's so many cool people there. And we're at the Caesars. It's funny. We're at the Caesars looking out the window and onto the pool. And and then we're like, then Sam's like, oh, is that a titty? 
<laughs> we're like four stories up, right? Right? You're like, is that a titty? You know? I look down. I was like, that is a titty, my man. <laughs> and then some guy walks up. He's like, yeah, that's the Venus pool, the topless pool. And we look down again, and there's some fucking guy motorboating someone. Down. <laughs> and he's going in. Man. He's like, he's going in. I was like, Jesus, man. And then we stood there for the next like fucking forty five minutes, but watching watching like the topless pool. But it was fun. I had a I had a, I had a fun at Black at DefCon and Black Hat. Uh, too much walking around and shit, but it was still good. I enjoyed myself. Um, ran into hot, some old hot friends. As, hot as fuck. Oh, hot! But see, it's different because it's not humid. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. See here. You go outside and you get covered with like this kind of thin, ultra thin film because there's humidity and there's mosquitoes. There, there's no mosquitoes and there's no film. You just sweat profusely. You're just sweating. And then, you, but the thing is, you're only outside for seconds. Like, you're like, like, because Vegas is not the kind of place where you can walk down the strip, you're only outside for like 10 minutes tops. Then you're either in a tram or in an elevator or in a car or in a casino. So you go in the casino and you're immediately blasted with like 50 degree AC. Mm-hmm. So then you become covered in ice cold water because of sweat. <laughs> so now yeah. you're freezing. I mean, that's that's Vegas in a nutshell right there. That's 100% Vegas. That's how it works. So as soon as you land, you're inundated with flu-like symptoms. Yeah. It's like you're sweating, then you're freezing, then you're sweating, and you're freezing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the sweat, the sweat is not slow to come either. It's just like all of a sudden you're dank, you know? <laughs> you're just like your underarms. Like, I don't sweat like Michael. Like, Michael sweats. Like, Michael could be like, it could be 60 degrees and he's just like peeling an orange. And Michael's sweating. He's like just a sweaty, he's just a hot, sweaty guy. Me, I don't sweat like that. There, he's got hyperhidrosis, like, James. He probably does. <laughs> or is all that fluid on his brain draining out? I don't know. But. He's just like I'm yeah. just standing there and water's just on my sides, on the small of my back, everything. <laughs> like my fucking my fucking man my man my moobs are sweating. Everything's all of the sweating. crevices. Yeah, everything's just sweating. It's crazy, man. I mean that's probably the least desirable part of Vegas, but depending on when you go, it's nice. But uh So like, need to need to lose weight before we go there next time. I mean when I went in January for Shot Show it wasn't like that. It's just because this fucking thing's in August. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why you're dying there. But when I went in January, it was not like that at all. It was nice. And it's like 80 degrees or something. 111 is what it was when I got there. Now, the last day that I was there, um, I met up with uh, a buddy we used to work with. It was 80 degrees all day, you know? So we just happened to get there. Our first day there was like the hottest day in Vegas. And every day after was in the high, high 90s or high 100s. Low hundreds. Low hundreds, yeah. So that's that's Vegas. That was that was uh that's a summation of DEFCON and Black Hat. A lot of fun though. Definitely you, a must have at security. Where'd you eat? Um Let's talk food. Let's talk turkey. No. Let's <laughs> not no, turkey. Not turkey, damn it. So the first day we ate it out back. <laughs> Which is fucking weird. You the, you adventurer, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you man know. of the world. Well, you know what's funny? Like, you know me, right? I don't like wandering, right? I don't like wandering. And it's funny because I almost felt like Michael when we went to um when we went to uh 
uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Like Michael went to New York. He was like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Stop." He's like, "I need to sit down." He's like, "That's how I felt. I was in such. I was feeling really horrible the whole time I was there." And so we left the hotel the first night, and we guess got off the airport. And I think everybody was like, "Oh, let's explore Vegas." And to me, I've been to Vegas before. I was like, "There's you can't explore Vegas. You need to have a destination in mind, because Vegas is not designed like a straight sidewalk down the road." Everything is designed to route you into a casino. So, like, it's hard. It's hard for a person to get from A to B in Vegas. It's hard for you to get down the block. Just down a fucking block, it's hard because it's a fucking maze. So my boss and them, I don't think they've ever been to Vegas. Or if they have, they have no clue. So they're just wandering around. And I was like, like, I was like, I stopped. I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? You know? They're like, oh, we're going to find food. I was like... Let's put a food. Let's put food in Google and see what they say. And Sam's like, "Can you just put food in Google and see what they say?" I was like, "Yes, you can. Just put food near me." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You need to put." Well, I'm not gonna just wander though, because there's like seven restaurants that looked great in the hotel, you know. So I was like, "I don't know why we're just wandering around." So finally, someone looked down the road and said, "Okay, there's an Outback down there, and a Outback and a Red Robin and this and that." And I was like. I didn't want to eat any of those places, right? I wanted to eat in the hotel but restaurant that was like had this amazing picture of a steak. And I was like, it's going to be good, you know? Everybody wanted to walk down there. I regret that I did that. We walked down there, and we walked and walked and walked. And finally, someone's like, oh, here's Outback. So I said, let's go here. <laughs> My boss like, how's Outback? I said, let's go. <laughs> you know? <Yep. laughs> we went in the Outback. I sat down. I was pissed we were in Outback. We sit down, and... Everyone's like, and of course, this Outback is crazy. They're like, oh, do you want the fucking Wagyu steak? 48-ounce Wagyu steak for $60? It's like, Jesus Christ. I was like, yes. It's a hell of a price. It was. I was wanted like, he's it, like, Yes, I do. I didn't buy it. I wanted it. But I didn't get any. I ended up not getting any crazy Wagyu steak, but I got a really good steak. Um, didn't you get a per diem? I did. But the per okay. diem was not much. It wasn't much. It was $60 a day. But on the day we traveled, it was half that. And right. on the days we were at Black Hat, it was half that. Because on the days of Black Hat, we had Black Hat provided lunch. So if they provided lunch or we're traveling, you're not getting the full amount. And sixty dollars a day is not enough money to eat anything in Vegas. Right. If you want to, like, your meal could be sixty dollars, you know. So easily. So yeah. So did you take anything useful away from these? conferences that you can see a direct way to uh to apply the knowledge in your job like within the next year one of the tools that i brought back that i that i found that i found while i was at, at defcon it's called deja vu it's a it's called uh it's called a i don't know network deception tool so what it does is it makes honeypots but it makes them service based so, like, if you wanted a Windows honeypot, you select the services that Windows would have traditionally. So, like, SMB and whatever else, right? You select those services, and you give it, you go name that computer in AD, you give it a name, and you just, that's it. It's, like, literally three clicks, you give it an IP address, done. And so what happens is if you have a bad actor on your network, and they do the searches and the and the, and the accessing that you would have to do to get to get uh to find things on to find a windows machine at smb 
as soon as that happens, as soon as they do that search, the honeypot's like, oh, there's a bad actor. Here's his IP address. Done. And it alerts you immediately. Nice. It's a pretty cool tool, and it's free. That's useful. Yeah, it's super really? useful. Free. Free. Yeah, it's called Deja, Deja Vu. Yeah, Deja Vu. Just Google Deja Vu Framework. Um, you download a five or no eight gigabyte uh, VDI, a virtual box uh, VDI, mm-hmm. and you run it on your network. Follow the directions. It's super easy to use. Um, like you're up and running in like five minutes. It's pretty amazing. So, I was able to talk the people at my job into letting me build an entire, into letting me build a mm, a corporate CTF, a CTF, a corporate CTF network alongside the real network with its own IP address and website and everything like that. So I'm going to build a fake company. I've already started and um, use Deja Vu, some honeypot stuff, along with some other things that I want to try to, and then like use like some CTF tools for honeypots and, and other things. And we're going to host a, I'm trying to, we're working out the details with HR right now, but we're probably going to host either bi yearly or, uh, like um, quarterly CTF challenge to for the between the three or four different companies that do cybersecurity. It's like a hackathon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Also, can you please tell me what CTF means in that Capture context? Capture the flag. Capture yes. the flag. That's yeah. Exactly what you think. Yeah. I don't know why they call it that, but that's what they do. So okay. there's two kinds of CTFs. There's Jeopardy and there's Attack and Defense. And attack and defense is pretty self-explanatory. You attack, you steal the point, and then you have to defend it from other hackers. Mm-hmm. And then Jeopardy is like, I give Michael a code, I give you a code, I have a code. So Michael goes in, he gets to this certain point, he takes his code, he puts it in that point, and saves the file. Then he goes, continues hacking, and continue, keeps going, going, going. And as he does that, as he leaves his code in those points... The CTF software checks the points and says, oh, Michael scored. Give him 200 points. That's Jeopardy. So those are the two primary modes um, that we're going to be doing stuff with, Jeopardy and and uh, attack and defense. Interesting. But we got to work it out, though. But we have the network laid out and everything. Got to have a formal plan for them uh, sooner rather than later. And then HR is kind of – they kind of think it's interesting, but I got to get – the final prize approval from them, which is going to be like probably days off or PTO time or uh holiday gift like, cards. No, no gift cards, <laughs> no gift cards, no monetary reward, mm-hmm. just like days off, like a holiday floating holiday or um, like hours of PTO or something. That's the most they'll go. But I think that's good enough. I think people would compete for that. I don't know about the uh, hardware deployments at your job. Maybe they could offer up like, oh, we'll double your RAM if you win this, or you get an extra 27-inch monitor. Oh, yeah, I don't know. May I doubt it. Anything that costs some money, they're not going to do. Your job actually sounds a lot cooler than what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I've been, I'm blessed. As much as I am not an atheist, I'm blessed. I've been given the opportunity to shape whatever I wanted to do. And so I decided to do this and people are like really interested in the idea. So cool. We'll see how it works out. I'll be harassing you guys in the coming days to be like, Hey, how do computers work? <laughs> you know? So don't worry. It's the circle of life. James. Yeah. You'll be hearing. I'll, I'll talk all about this as we go, as the days goes on and stuff like that. And it should be an open, it should be, it's not going to be behind a firewall or anything like that. 
Mm-hmm. So if you have at, if you have an IP, you can attempt to get into it. Yeah. You know, well, isn't be, that sort of the point if you're going to Yeah, exactly. It's going to be it hackable. Real, it's going to be a real network. It'll be sitting on the internet. You know. Cool. I, I wanted to incorporate some kind of social engineering aspect to it, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So Anyway, okay, that's it. I'm done. Hire an unsuspecting secretary to manage <laughs> yeah. the, the access. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay, so DEFCON is the one we should go to next year. Yeah, DEFCON. It's, it's every cheapest. year or every two years? It's every year. Okay. And it's worth – it's it's the kind of thing – I think this is like the IT pilgrimage that every technical person should go to because there's something for everybody there. If you're into drones or – like I didn't sit in most of the talks. You know, I'm into I'm into physically touching things. So I was into the drones and the and the hacking talk and the hacking like the physical hacking thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The coolest thing they had there, they had this like nineteen seventies uh bomb defusal test bomb, and they had all these fucking people lined up trying to defuse it with no information. So people were like, uh it was called the box. And basically it was it had a timer on it and it had all these switches and levers and wires and everything like that and you could go in and kind of just do whatever. It was so fucking cool. And it had a there was a a missile sitting underneath that was all wired into it and a baby. And <laughs> so what would happen is if you blew up the bomb, smoke would come out the baby's mouth and some lights would flash. So these girls, like, they go in all confident after this other team. This other team, these guys have been in there for, like, eight minutes, okay? And I'm like, yeah, these guys are fucking beasts. I was like, they're going to fucking defuse this thing while I'm here. And I looked at the board, and it was, like, 150 attempts, zero wins. So I was like, they're not going to win. So they lose, of course. Then these girls come in, these two girls, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to win. But they're all cocky. They come in. The girl, literally, they go to open the suitcase. It blows up immediately. I was like, damn. <laughs> like 20 seconds they lasted. I was like, Jesus Christ. So that was fucking cool, man. That thing was fucking dope as hell. Um, Is this part of the museum you said you were going to talk about? No, they had a museum there, too. They had a museum of old stuff. And I took tons of pictures from Michael because I knew he'd like really be into this. They had they had a Palm Pilot, which I was like totally geeking out over. You know, I was like I was like I was like, oh, I still know how to use the language. Da, 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 da. Like play fucking around. A Palm Isn't that Pilot. sad? We're like, oh, a Palm Pilot. Like this girl, this belongs in the Museum of yeah. History. Like yeah. we were just using that. Yeah, exactly. Eighteen years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, right. <laughs> and they and they had um, two Commodore sixty fours, which I was totally geeking out oh. on. They had TRS eighties. They had. Mm-hmm. They had leases. They had a lease in there. <laughs> they had, uh, and nice. someone was playing fucking. Um, and every computer they could put on it had, what's that thing with the the fucking dysentery? Oh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, Oregon. all the things had Oregon Trail on running on them. I was like, this is great. This was in high school um, or middle school or whatever. And um, what else did they have? They had, of course, some some like old servers and shit like that, and. They had a couple like old handhelds. They had a Apple Newton there. Um, mm-hmm. it, this was this was pretty cool, and I got I got a fair amount of pictures from there. Um, on that, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Honestly, it, it there was it was an amazing event. Honest, I mean, it, it puts it definitely puts hope to shame. So you would say DefCon is what we thought hope should be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or what it's we were still there, it would be. there's a lot of weird trans, 
Like, and let me not make it sound like we're anti-trans, but Hope seemed like the theme was like, are you non-binary or trans? You know? And there's a lot of that here. There's a lot of counterculture weirdness, but it's not celebrated as much as it's like they're just accepted as a part of life and people move on with their day. You know, whereas in Hope, it was like we're lost without pointing this detail out to you every time we get a chance. Um, so you see those, you see a bunch of strange people, but it's like very accepted. The, You're the like, last okay, time I went to Hope, when I went there the first time, that was not a thing. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. You know. So. Yeah, when yeah when we went oh, yeah, the we first went time, before yeah yeah it wasn't like that it wasn't like that mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like bam yeah they're here and again yeah. it's not like get used uh, we, to it we don't have a problem with it but it, you know it was like between the club mate and the fucking <laughs> all the non-binary shit it was too much you know here you didn't hear any of, there was none of that I mean apparently there was some people like bitching about like oh he vaped in my face you know but otherwise it was like whatever you know it was, mm-hmm. it was a good time was there any club mate to be had no none what? nothing like that not what? a fucking nobody likes fucking not a marmalade drop. soda or whatever there <laughs> whatever it's made of it's like fermented it's made with of old, wood chips yeah. yeah it's made of old old uh, old German soldier socks yeah, yeah. <laughs> boots yeah no, none of that. Not a not a lick of that. There was probably was there anything like that at all? No. And there was a ton of parties too, but I didn't go to. We didn't go to any of the parties. Um, but they did go to one top. They went to a party at Top Golf, which they said was pretty good. They're like buckets of beer everywhere. Cisco had a party that we went to. That was a black hat thing. Mm. Cool. But yeah, it was good. You ain't drinking it. I did. I did some drinking, did some gambling. Gambling? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did you come so out a ga- winner? Uh, no. Like, no I <laughs> it's me. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. That's a, another story for another time, but it wasn't very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just like we played video craps most of the time, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Um, you could take $2 and turn that into like fucking $20 really easily. So there. you turn that into zero. And also turn into zero, which is what the ultimate end game was. And then we played uh, blackjack as a fucking paper shredder. Like you give them twenty dollars, and it's just <laughs> the money's just gone. You're like, what happened? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I wish I was joking about that, man. That's it's great. Just, I like yeah. that term. It's a paper shredder. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Not good at all. all oh, right. here's a funny little kink. So I was playing video craps by myself, and the power went out in the casino. Hmm. So I was like, great. I just lost, like, I only had, like, seven bucks on my card. I was like, I just lost seven bucks. You know? It's like, the machine's not going to remember. Why the fuck that machine booted up and remembered exactly what money I had and what my existing bet was that I was in the middle of and where my chips were? It's fucking crazy. It must be... Yeah, they must make them like that on purpose. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was just very interesting, like the technology behind that. They were like, they were like, yeah, no, there's no cheating here. You're gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna come to us with any bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. I'm nice done, observation. Yeah, no problem. All right, I'll move on to some entertainment, James. This probably applies somewhat to you. So, uh, Netflix is quote unquote testing. A uh, new feature of their system. So if you're like, this. if you're binge watching or not even necessarily binge watching um, some of their shows in between episodes, 
you may or may not see an advertisement for another uh, Netflix original content or some series. And this is kind of, you know, it's, it's ads at its core and that's sort of what people pay for Netflix to avoid. So, you know, there were some, some threads around the internet saying like the moment I see an ad on Netflix, I'm canceling my subscription. Yeah. So some people said that it's already, people are already getting it. Yes. Yeah. So it is, you know, Netflix representatives are insisting, oh, we're just, we're testing it. You know, it's not to everyone. It's just, you know, a select few, you know, perhaps randomized individuals. Who knows? It's just um, promos. But it is, right? It's not, it's not actual. I feel the same way as that other guy, but then when I found out it was promos, I was like, ah, it, I don't know it, if it's I care like, about that. You know, I, w- I don't want to say movie trailers. I don't think they're that long. Maybe like a 30-second commercial, but it's for, you know, Netflix content. It's not trying to sell yeah. you... Um, yeah. You know, it's the what, next shampoo or something like that. It's what you would call a house ad. Yeah, if they had never mentioned it, I wouldn't have cared. Like they probably did some more. They probably did more damage themselves by even mentioning this because uh, HBO has that. There's mm-hmm. HBO doesn't have any way to skip. You can't skip any openings or any ads. And there's ads. There's house ads, as Michael says, in front of everything on HBO.com. People just tolerate it. So mm. they didn't even need to mention this. Okay. Anything about fucking movie passing here? They got they're back in the yeah. news again. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I, that's basically all I wanted to say. It's like you know, you're you're becoming the enemy that you defeated. Yeah, that's one reason I never uh, paid for Hulu. Right, because they still have ads. Yeah, it pissed me off. Well, now so I'm it's like, like I'm not getting that. Wasn't <laughs> it like the you know? But it's there not was a house free ads. One. It's yeah. And then, you know, with ads, but then you pay premium with no ads, and then they're like, okay, well, you can pay a little bit and still get ads, or you can pay a little bit more and get fewer ads. Is that what it is? Oh. Either way, you still get ads. Yeah. And their ads are serious. It's like a fucking 10-minute car ad. Uh, like, there's literally, I've literally seen a five-minute ad for a car in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll see, like, the thing is, advertising, this advertising is really bad. Like, you see the same ads again and again, back to back. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want a Chevy fucking Volt. I don't need to see the ad six times. You know? Yeah. It's obnoxious as hell. Yeah, that's true. What do we got next here, Mike? All right. So I'm sure you guys have at least heard about this. There's a movie that came out recently called Crazy Rich Asians, which is based on a book of the same name. Um, it's getting a lot of hype, especially... Uh, on well, I'm sure everywhere, but I've been seeing it mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and the main reason is because it's the first mainstream Hollywood movie that's come out in I think about twenty twenty five years that features a pretty much all Asian cast or predominantly Asian cast. The the earlier movie being the Joy Luck Club. Oh yeah. So there really hasn't been any movies like that. I mean, of course, you know, there's Chinese movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and that kind of thing. Right. But there's no big Hollywood mainstream, you know, American movie that's full of, that's all Asians. So uh, it's been doing really well. And I thought maybe, oh, it's just getting hyped because it's getting hyped. To get hype, you know, and it's, oh, it's an Asian movie, everyone check it out, blah, blah, blah. 
but it turns out it's actually a good movie. <laughs> At least that's what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So they're saying What's it here, about? Uh, basically, it's it's like a rom com. Basically, okay. It's a woman who, uh, you know, she she's in a relationship with with a guy, and he's like, "Oh, come come meet my family," and they're basically like. You know, it'd be like if you went to go meet the Sultan of Brunei. You know, it's like that, but it's like in they're in. Uh, I think they're they're in Singapore. Or I forget where they are. Okay, but like this guy, like his family is just like super, like stupid rich. You know, so it's about that. Like she goes meets his family. It's like, oh my god, you know, that's what it's about. I haven't seen it, just from what I understand. That's what it's about. And yeah, so it's supposed to be good. It's a it's a comedy. Um it's supposed to be good, so Okay. And it succeeded expectations. It made thirty four million over its five day opening, which uh everyone thought it was gonna make twenty five million was the projections. So That seems low, but I guess this is not like a blockbuster <laughs> film like Hunger Games or Guardians of the Galaxy or anything like yeah. that. And there's a lot of fucking Asians around here. <laughs> I was like, and there's a lot of fucking Asians in this movie. <laughs> Michael, have you seen it? I feel like you. I feel like you should be lined up to see this thing. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. Now, Movie Pass has been all janky, man. I read some. I don't know if the next article is about that, but I saw they were like reducing the options to like six or seven yeah. movies per per day or something like that. Yeah, that's the next uh, thing. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. So let's let's move into the next thing. Let's talk about it. nothing else to say about Crazy Rich Asians. Michelle Yeoh is in it. We know her from Star Trek Discovery and a bunch of other things. So oh, yeah, check it out. Um, the Movie Pass plan has arrived and it's weird. So Movie Pass has been going through all kinds of changes, difficulties, blah blah blah, because they lowered their price to nine ninety five in order to attract a lot of customers. And guess what? It worked. But lo and behold, people actually started using their service. And it turns out you can't make money. Like you said, how do banks make money? Well, guess what? How does MoviePass make money? They don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. So they've. Uh, so now they changed it. So it used to be okay, you could see one movie per day. So you could go see 30 movies in a month if you had the time, you know? And it's only for nine ninety five a month. Now they're saying, okay, okay, okay. We went a little crazy. Three movies per month. Wow. For nine ninety five. Oh man. That's a huge change. Huge change. It's still a good deal, technically. When because one movie is like twelve or thirteen dollars if you go buy a movie ticket. Uh so what is, so, I don't know when you normally see movies, but What's the difference between like a matinee? I mean, those used to be like six bucks. I don't even know. Long that's still time a ago. Thing. I don't even know that's still a thing. Oh, there's like a, a fixed price for tickets now. Probably that makes theaters make more money that way, I guess. Um. Yeah, supposedly it's it's a it's cheaper, but okay. They said the the. Do you see the stock? What I didn't know they had stock. I thought it was a private so, company. No, they're par- they're owned by a parent company, mm. 
And their parent company, they declared their so year one of of uh, of uh, Movie Pass. They said they lost like two million dollars, you know. And everyone's like, "Yeah, that's normal," because you know it's a startup trying to attract customers, and this is like you know what happens? It's two million dollars, no big deal. Um, so this year. They declared a loss of like a hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that, and their stock went to five cents a share. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so I mean that more than anything tells me the death knell of Movie Pass has been struck, which is kind of sad because I know whatever it replaces it's not going to be half as good. But I mean it's good that you know people got to enjoy it while they could, I guess you know. But yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing they're doing now, so not only is it three movies a month, uh, they will curate a daily shortlist of movies that uh, will be available to subscribers. Mm-hmm. So you'll look at the theater and say, if you go look at the theater, they're playing these seven movies, but on Movie Pass, you look at that theater, they're only only two or three of them are available. Yep. See what they should have done. Was Bullshit, something man. like that right from the beginning and said, hey, look, $10 a month, we give you one free movie a day, um, but we pick the movie. You know, indie, blockbuster, we pick the movie. You know, Then they could have made some money from studios also if they're yeah. like a secondary way to advertise the movie, have it listed yeah. on MoviePass. Yeah. They could have routed that traffic and really, really been like pulling a lot of weight around. Which is not, it hasn't worked for them, you know, because they were giving everything away, you know, instead of directing that. Maybe they'll be able to do that and save this, save this thing, you know what I mean? Because it's not, I mean, I thought about getting MoviePass 2. I was like, ah, $9 a month is not bad if you, even $15 a month or whatever they went up to is not bad if you get to see something for free. I mean, that's more than, that's that's more than, less than a movie cost. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of worth it still. So I don't know. We'll see. I hope the best, man. I'm a little annoyed I didn't take advantage of that thing like crazy, you know, like Michael did. Michael's smart. He's a smart one. Do you think you would have actually gone to see many movies, even like once, one a month? I mean, I like seeing movies, so I probably would have gone to see them. I mean, I and I go to see movies alone, so I would have gone to see them. The only okay. reason I don't go to movies now is because I don't have the time or I don't have the money. You know, mm-hmm. like I, don't have, I don't have 20 bucks to invest in something when I could take that 20 bucks and drink it or eat it or <laughs> listen to it, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. Is there a movie pass equivalent for audiobooks? Audible? It's called audible.com. But it's not even nearly like. But it's not unlimited. Price. No. Yeah, there's not like. Now. Well, it's not like you can get, you know, one book a day. Or it, no. th- there's yeah, some, no. like. Is there like a universal library system where you can check out audiobooks? Yeah. There's a there's a I know DC government has one. Washington DC they have one. You just have to prove that you're a DC resident and you download the app and then you can get audiobooks. Like some of the ones that are in Audible, you just get them. They're just there. But I, I haven't heard any I haven't used the service because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an asshole and lazy lazy and shit. So I haven't used Oh, you service. know what that reminds me of remember um There's an app called Overdrive where you can do that. Okay, maybe that was it. We had talked about something maybe like a year ago. Yeah. But do you remember those Audible gift cards that mm-hmm. I got a couple times on eBay? 
Yep. Yeah. They something changed with their system, and now you don't see too many of those anymore. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Whatever they did, I tried to buy some. Um, that doesn't work anymore though. It's a shame. Yeah, it was a good system. Well, here's the thing. I cannot. So Audible changed their system. I can't buy a book and gift it to James. It's not really? a thing. Yeah, it's not a really? thing anymore. That seems yep. like ah. my mom used to do that all the time. They're like buy me a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't do it anymore. I did not know that. So that that's probably how they how they fix that ability to buy books and gift them. That sucks. Can you mm-hmm. gift credits or any? I guess not. So they removed so. any gift gifting system. Yep. This Damn. is like a couple years ago now. Or like I didn't even notice now. that. Because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. trying to do it. I was like trying to give someone a book and I'm like, why the fuck can't I do this? Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I sent them an email or I found the answer somewhere or what, but yeah, it's gone. Damn. Okay. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So movie pass, I don't know, man. If they continue the way they're going, though, I may not, I may not continue with it just because, like, I'll look and I'll be like, well, I don't want to see any of these movies today. Great, you know, like whatever. Like, so I don't know. We'll see. Did you hear about how they turned people's accounts back on? Yeah, yeah. Those started people, charging them again. Well, people canceled, but then they're like, oh, we re- well, we changed our plans, so we re-enrolled you. Wow. Yeah, I think the reason they did that was because they were trying to get, um, they're trying to show people, hey, we have all these subscribers, you know, and they lost a lot of subscribers when they raised the price. So I think that I think that's why they did that to show somebody, hey, we've got all these subscribers, things are good over here. Oh yeah, they're getting sued. Yeah, by who? By the credit company or something? The company who owns. That's why I, I forgot where I heard about the whole thing with the the. The, the company who owns them. The company who owns them, their shareholders are suing the company because in the shareholder meetings, they misrepresented how good MoviePass was. Mm. And the shareholders are all pissed, so there's a class action lawsuit by the shareholders of that company. And I have to find where I heard about that, but yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Well, MoviePass is a mess right now. It's, it's sketchy as hell what's going to happen with them. Mm. Oh, well. Enjoy what you can, I guess, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next here? We got some news about uh, one of our favorite actors, sort of. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Spacey, they released a movie that he was in. It was like the last movie that he filmed before the whole crazy shit happened. Right. And this is a little misleading, but they... It was only released in 10 cities. So I don't know if that 10 theaters or probably or whatever, but yeah, it wasn't fucking advertised. And it's the movie is called Billionaire Boys Club. And it grossed, it says a record breaking low of $126. <laughs> Not so 126 like- million or 126,000 or 1,000. $126. So one person per theater saw it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, so three people saw it. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I wonder there was where a, it was distributed. It says there was a muted video on demand release last month for it. Muted. 
like yeah. removed all audio from it or I, I assume they mean not like, not advertised no right. one knew about it it's just like here it is but see um, what they can salvage from it it's like despite other big names in the cast including ha and ha people I've never heard of yeah we need that. <laughs> it's like Ansel Elgort and Taron Egerton who that's great <laughs> I'm yeah, sure there are like, gigantic names in the UK uh, maybe. I don't Considering know. this is from The Guardian. Ansel Elgort? Who the hell is that? I don't know. Yeah, don't don't recognize him. Okay. A, he's a potential... He's on the short list for playing a young Han Solo, apparently. And Taron that already, Egerton, Oh, that's from two years ago. Don't know who that is either, so... Is Kevin Spacey done? Yeah. Probably for a while. I don't At think least. he's done done. Maybe he'll have a second career like Sean Connery. What is what is he'll he have, have a second career doing? He'll have I mean, you know, it was like ten years ago. He was in the rock. He sells marmalade. <laughs> Mike Myers is done. Oh, he's definitely done. But that's because he's a bad actor and he's a dirtbag. Is he a dirtbag? I don't think he's a dirtbag, but he's a bad actor. Everyone just got tired of him. <laughs> well, know, he did that gonna... movie which is apparently awful. Yeah. Called the Love Guru. Yeah, it's super racist too. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. really Billionaire quickly, Boys yeah. Club. Yeah. Yeah. Really quickly, if we're done with that. Go ahead. Um, Disenchantment. Never heard if you of like it. Futurama. Ooh. And oh, you right. like The Simpsons. Right, right. It slips right in the middle there. It's by Matt Grod- Groden, Grodig. Graining. Graining, and it's uh, on Netflix. Disenchantment. You're, you're, you're Matt Growing? Yeah. Disenchantment. It's oh, good. I have seen pictures of this, I guess. Yeah, the main character is a female named Bean, and she has with her a demon who everyone's like, oh, a nice cat. <laughs> and then, like, uh, an elf who is, like, basically fucking special needs. Um, he's like, hi, I'm Elfo. Like, that's all he ever, ever does. But he's it's funny, you know, and like, she's always either trying to get laid or trying to get drunk, and the elf is trying to trying to bone her and trying to be good, and he is good. He's, like, too good for his own good. And the demon's trying to fuck everybody's life up, and it's great. And the demon's just bad. It's just so good. Like, some of it's so well done. Would I say it's as funny as Futurama? No, but I mean, maybe the second season will get it there if it ever gets a second season. But I'm like eight episodes in, and I'm enjoying it. Good. It's an easy to watch. Like bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. Hmm. Should we move on to some game theory, James? I think you got a couple things in here. Yeah. Uh, also, quick story before we get started with this. Do you do you still watch Doctor Disrespect on Twitch? Yeah. No, so, not recently, but yeah. I know so he was playing... Are you familiar with a game called Wreckfest? No. It's like... Um, I want to say it's like Road Rage Destruction Derby with cars. But, you know, it's like modern graphics and looks great and everything. So Dr. Disrespect, of course, known for his incredible overlays and transitions and talking to the Champions Club. Yeah. So he was playing Wreckfest, this driving game. And he was like... He had the overlay of him in his, like, 1985... Lamborghini Diablo VT, like driving yeah. around, moving his head, like he's in a real race car in the racing yeah. games. Just looked hilarious. Uh, okay, yeah, that is fucking great. Um, okay, so this first thing I have here 
This is just the footage from the newest Battlefield Five trailer. Um, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to buy it because I, I don't like what the new Battlefield games have become, but it looks good. Um, at the end, the last like five minutes of it, is a clip of the potential Battle Royale mode, which uh, it looks like most Battle Royale modes have like uh, that blue... Like the gas or the fog or whatever mm-hmm. that you 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 will die in if you're in it. This has what looks like a literal wall of fire, and it looks fucking crazy as hell. So that looks pretty cool. Um, maybe worth getting for that. I don't know, but it's a decent video. It's a def- you know if you feel like watching like crazy action packed fucking whatever. It's it's looks pretty decent. How quick uh, is the gameplay? Um. It's a mix between gameplay and like fancy cinematic tricks. So, I don't know. There was one, um, I don't think it was this game, but there was another Battle Royale that people were playing. Maybe it wasn't Battle Royale. Maybe it was like the new Call of Duty. Uh, it's like Black Ops 4 or something like that. It kind of involved like some maneuver where you like kneel and slide across the ground around a corner or something yeah. quick like that. And that looked pretty fun. I don't think there's any of that in this. So, um, COD released, they did their open beta, and they got slammed hardcore in the open beta uh, for lots of frame rate rate problems, and then also bunny hopping and wall running. Um, Malfunctions, or that they even put it in there? No, that they exist. See, I love those kind of aspects. I know I'm not about the realism. Yeah, I know you like that kind of stuff. I think people, I don't know. So that stuff, Battlefield normally doesn't have things like that. Um, Call of Duty always does. It has since they started introducing those elements back in like two or three years ago. Um, But this version doesn't seem to have it or they're going to take it out. It was in the beta, but I think they're going to take it out. We'll see. Uh, Okay. I'm looking forward to that COD, uh, sadly. I'm I'm looking forward to their... Their battle royale. We'll see. But yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing was uh, Bethesda. So Bethesda Games, a guy, like, let's say Evan goes and buys a game, buys Fallout in the store, shrink wrapped for Xbox or whatever, let's say. And then four years later, he finds it and says, I never played it. It's still shrink wrapped. Well, he goes and puts it on Amazon. And as soon as he puts it on Amazon, you get a cease and desist from fucking Bethesda. <laughs> Saying, pull this shit off. Don't, you're not allowed to uh, resell this. Um, I don't know. They haven't said why exactly, but it seems like they don't care if you resell their games, but they don't want you reselling new games. Um, I don't really know why that is, honestly. Might be something stupid, but I saw this kind of pissed me off, and I was like, I'm gonna do whatever I want with the games I own. Yeah, that's um, weird. It's really weird. Uh, it could be just a, like someone overstepped and thought we sell this on online. Why are you selling this? You're only allowed to buy our new stuff through our store or some shit like that. Right. But you know, or you're undercutting us and blah blah. Who knows? But they sent this guy a cease and desist um, to pull his um, to pull his uh, game down and. Um, Bethesda apparently is trying to work with the guy to help him sell it some other way, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. If you want to read into it, you can. That's basically what this is about. Nothing mm-hmm. special here. 
it seems like they're putting a lot of like wasted resources into be like, oh, we're going to support this guy. We made a mistake. You know, I guess it's for for face and PR, but what was he going to make from the game? Like twenty bucks? Yeah, exactly. It like it doesn't even make sense. You know, it's it seems like a lot of a lot of lost effort and energy on everybody's side. Yeah, they should just let the guy sell the game. So, I don't oh, well. know, man. Yeah, Cor- corporate legality. I don't know. Yeah, Mike. Huh? We're moving on to the yum update. What would oh, you like to you say about much. that? Well, um, so a couple things here. So I started on the, uh, I started going on the diet again. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven times a charm. Mm-hmm. Basically doing the no eating or eating as little as I can. Okay. Basically I'm not eating too much, but when I am eating, it's very, very keto. Now, how often are you eating? Hmm. Once a day, maybe. 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 Sometimes not. Okay. Yeah. There you go. How long have you been doing this? This past week. Okay. Excellent. Since and last Saturday. So you have gone at some point tw- at least 24 hours, perhaps more, without eating. Yes. And you did not die. Correct. Tell us about that. Well, it's pretty simple, really. You just deny yourself anything that brings you joy. Uh-huh. Or, no, I'm kidding. Correct. No. You're correct. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. You just, you know, you get a little hungry sometimes, but you're like, eh, whatever. It's fine. Are you starting to recognize the fine line between hunger, thirst, and boredom? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. That's oh, a big yeah. step. Boredom, definitely. Yep. That's a big part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah, let's eat. I'm bored. You know? Yeah. So I need something to munch on, you know? Good. Yeah. How do you feel? Feel slightly lethargic at some some points, I imagine? Yeah, a little bit. Sometimes a little tired. But uh, you know what I did notice? My back start, started getting better almost immediately. Uh-huh. Probably not, like... Total, you know, restoration pain gone, but like enough where you notice you're like, oh, this this feels better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, excellent. Mm-hmm. So, what is your when you do eat? What do you go to? Lunch meats, cheese, pickles, olives. Uh, I've had hard boiled eggs. Okay. Had pickles. Have you ever you ever tried soft boiled eggs? Probably. Let me ask no, this. Do you like a runny yolk in your fried eggs? I do. Okay. Do you make your own hard-boiled eggs? Uh, I don't, although I could. Okay. Here's something for you to try. You fill your, your pot or your pan with cool room-temperature water, put your eggs in, turn the heat on, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as it comes to a boil... Set a timer for four minutes. Once four minutes is up, pour that water out, fill it with cold water or some ice or whatever. Get those eggs to stop cooking. Give them a couple minutes. Crack them open. You'll have a nice soft-boiled egg. Soft-boiling them eggs. Yeah. Hmm. The outer portion, the white, 
will be intact as you would normally find, but the yolk will be just a little bit runny. You pop that in your mouth, have a nice hors d'oeuvre, it'll be great. <laughs> nice. Give it a try. Yes, I will have to. It technically qualifies as cooking, so I know you're fundamentally against that, but it's true. It's true. you tell your mom to give it a try. <laughs> See what I can do. Yeah, it's not to be confused with poached eggs, soft boiled eggs. Right. Poached eggs are good. Mm-hmm. Um now I have not been doing this myself, but I've been told that so if you use keto chow, instead of using heavy cream, you can instead use avocado oil. You can, if you want it to taste like avocado. Well, from what I understand, it doesn't taste bad. I mean, I like avocados. I have avocado oil. It definitely smells and tastes like avocados. Well, there you go. So, But if you like that, then go for it. So, it's, so your shake, instead of being with, with cream, you use avocado oil. I think two ounces, maybe, but maybe it depends on... How much, uh, you know, what what calorie you're making it at or whatever. Right. But, um, so just that, the shake stuff and the water, and you don't even need to, apparently you don't even need to get it to refrigerate it or anything. Yeah. You can store avocado oil at room temperature. Now, another suggestion I know I had made to you in the past, if you don't want to, if you're either staying away from dairy other than the whey proteins <sighs> in the keto chow, or if you're trying to minimize dairy for uh, side effects you can use coconut milk like canned coconut milk not the one in the carton that has the sugar and everything but you go to the the international aisle of your grocery store or if you have an Asian market near you get the cans of um, coconut milk coconut cream you -hmm. can use that it's very low in carbohydrates but still gives you the creamy texture uh, as heavy cream would and also, I like the taste of coconut, so that's a bonus. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're such a fan. Something to try. It's okay. Um, so I put a link in here. So normally you get avocado oil. Like you go to Giant or somewhere and get avocado oil. You get a tiny-ass bottle, and it's pretty expensive. Yep. Um, but discovered on Amazon, you can get oil for a pretty good price. Uh, like here, I put a link here, $35 for one gallon of avocado yeah, oil. That's at least half the price of stores. Yeah. Cause I've bought like a 16, maybe it was like a 30 ounce container of avocado oil and it was almost $10. Mm-hmm. And this is four times as much. Wait, now 32. I don't know yep. if this is exactly the kind that you need or whatever. I don't know if it's made the right way. If need be, they have one for $45. Also, that might be better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But even that $45, it's still a much better deal than getting it at Giant or wherever. In the smallest bottles. It's a hell of a purchase. I remember I bought a gallon of pickle juice on Amazon. How much is that? Like 17 bucks. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. And? I don't know. It was in the refrigerator. I never opened it. <laughs> <laughs> it coincided with my uh, 
extended downtime. I was gonna say your descendant to madness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, as they as they interview, you know, Barbara Streisand interviews my parents after the funeral, or you guys are like, well, we heard he ordered a gallon of pickle juice on the internet, and that's when we knew there was a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Correct. Correct. Well, good. I'm glad that... That poor, poor son of a bitch. (laughs) It's like as you then bite into a crispy pickle. Uh Uh-huh. Look into the camera. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But I'm glad this is uh, working out for you. Seemingly... Well, I'm glad that you're trying it, first of all. Yeah. You take it as far as you want to go. But now you're like... You realize you're not going to die. Oh, yeah, and I see the benefit already. Like I said, my back is already like, oh, what's up? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's still, I've still got a long way to go, obviously. But, like you said, you know, it's not like, oh, bang, perfect. You know, no, it's not like that. But it's definitely way better than it was. Excellent. And I am taking my supplements. Good. So I'm taking my men's multivitamin. I'm taking fish oil. I'm taking the magnesium orotate mm-hmm. as opposed to the slow mag. And then I'm also taking potassium gluconate. Excellent. Excellent. Are you getting your salt in somehow? Perhaps yeah. via pickle juice? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting some salt. I mean, usually, yeah, pickles or whatever. Yeah. Olives are good. See, that's the problem, though fucking hate olives with a pack. Really? Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I wish I liked them. It would make my life easier. But, you know, they're disgusting. Mm. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you could have some liverwurst. I think that's probably got a lot of salt in it. I Dude, have. Just the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Only you, James. Um... <laughs> I think that's I think that's more due to the crackers that you're eating no, no, on. Like, no, 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 it's not. It's not. Really? He's, he's got something. Yeah, I think he's allergic oh, wow. or something. Okay. He must be allergic or I don't know what it is, but something something's going on. It's, it's like nothing like the classic <laughs> snack of liverwurst and Captain Crunch. He thinks, yeah, something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Captain Crunch just like fucking eat that glass. Yeah, yeah no, actually, I, Evan, it's funny you say that. I did have some... Braunschweiger earlier this week. Yeah. Oh, and I did have some. Now, granted, it's it's a little high in sodium, but I had some spam this week too. No such thing as high in sodium if you're on your plan. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I figured, but it is it is still a lot of sodium. It's a lot, but, but you could have like eight grams a day and be okay. Well, this is okay. Yeah, this is, and like a six, block of spam is probably three three grams. Yeah, it's six times seven hundred and ninety. Okay, Mi- so thirty five hundred. Yeah, milligrams. So, so you could eat like two blocks of that per day, be fine, as long as you're drinking water. Yep. So you got it right here. Yep. So here's the next step. Mm-hmm. Move on to. Eliminating as many processed meats as possible. So go get yourself a nice steak, some pork chops, some chicken, um, <laughs> some turkey. Nice. Whoa, whoa, like a, whoa, 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 no, no, whoa. no, 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 no. I said oh. eliminate processed. 
You only have a problem with deli turkey slices. Get yourself a nice smoked turkey leg. Fucking gnaw on that. Work the jaw muscles. That counts as exercise. That is eh, a nice big turkey leg. There's nothing wrong with that. Boil it up. You're right. Soften that skin. Soften that leather up. Yeah. Boil it up. Wonderful. (laughs) Nothing like having boiled meats. Right, Right, James? Yeah. Perfect. James, you like to boil your meats, don't you? Boiled goose, man. That's where it's at. (laughs) Boiled goose. If you ever actually boiled a goose, you'd cry. Bring me a king's feast. It'd be horrible. (laughs) It's all all feathers. uh, Feathers and beak. What's that that bird they have over there? Is that a pheasant? No. It's a... uh, They have those tiny... Like tiny birds, Cornish game hens. Oh yeah, those are like baby yeah. chickens. Not baby yeah. chickens, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is basically what it is. Yep. Yeah, give me Delicious. a two pack. They sell those in two packs. A yep. giant. Although for the price, you might as well get a chicken. Yeah, just get a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've never had a Cornish game hen. I have. It's it's it tastes like chicken. chicken. It tastes like chicken. Yeah. Is it yeah. better? Is it? Same thing. So you wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah, it's tiny. It's tiny like, chicken. I feel this is more gamey because it has game in the name, and I want to be sophisticated. But it tastes like chicken. Oh, I never even noticed that. Speaking of seeking a gamey, so I I didn't put anything in here for this, but we might as well discuss it because we're in the yum update. Uh, so I went to an Australian restaurant. Outback uh, Steakhouse. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's like, all we ate were blooming onions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Oz. Like O-Z. And it's in, like, Arlington, kind of. Um, so, had some kangaroo. Had kangaroo burger. Mm-hmm. That's a little gamey. Yes. It's good, though. It was yeah. good. Um, had some camel sliders. That's interesting. It tasted like beef. Yeah. It was, it was good. Um, and that's really it. The only other thing they had that was crazy on the menu was it alligator sausage. Mm-hmm. But we didn't we didn't have any of that. That'd be pretty good. I've had fried alligator before. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, you would like it. To me, it tastes like frog, which tastes frog. like frog, like mm. like um. An, an aquatic chicken. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, frog tastes like grease, like a greasy chicken to me. It's gross. You love chicken. I don't like frog though. Just the the, the legs. The legs make me look. I'm like, ugh. It's like the was legs? this soaked in metal for some reason? Yeah, they're gross. <laughs> soaked in metal. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was soaked in air. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so I went there. That was interesting. Also went to a Japanese restaurant. We need to check that out another time. We didn't really get a chance to have a good, solid meal there. Did you go Jam- too late? We got there too late. Right. So, yeah. Um, but that place is amazing. Just the decor and all the dishes. Like, we looked at the menu, the dishes they have and stuff. Nice. The place, the place looks amazing. It's like Daikayama or something like that. Okay. Did they have like cold soba noodles? Uh, I'm not sure to be okay. honest, but I'll send probably you the link. Did. I'll send you the link to their thing. But uh, yeah, it's a cool spot. I mean, downstairs they have just like a little like ramen place. Um, 
And then upstairs is like where all the fancy shit is. Excellent. Yeah. So, anyway, whenever I go there, I'll 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 be sure to report. Cool. Like when I mean when I actually eat there, you know. Right. When you do it justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that's about it. Get your cheap avocado oil on uh on Amazon. Yep. If you're if you're really using it all the time, might as well might as well order it. That's where I'm getting all my supplements and stuff too. Yep. Have you? Uh, I'm assuming the answer is no, but have you noticed a difference in changing your magnesium supplement? I have not. Do you often get cramps, Mike? Um, only after a night of drinking. Okay. Do you still get cramps even after taking the magnesium orotate? I guess not. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I just recommended that one because it's the most bioavailable form that you can purchase. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, wor- it's working. Working good. good I James, I will also send you a link. You still get cramps, right? Um. Yeah, sort of. Okay. I just try to drink as much water as I can. Well, that's good to hear. I'll send you a link to that. It's basically the same price as the slow mag if you want to replenish your supply. Perfect. Um, should we move on to the extra section? Yeah. I just have one thing to talk about in here. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that I'm looking forward to the upcoming Logitech Pro Wireless mouse release. Been a lot of hype. Lots of people on the hype train wondering when it's going to come out, pricing and everything. Uh, it was rumored to suppose... Well, I'm saying that wrong. It was rumored to be coming out August 15th. That didn't happen. It will likely come out August 21st, but maybe as late as September 15th. Um, some like Taiwanese website did a a review of it, and after doing the cost conversions, it's looking like Logitech is going to try and sell this thing for at least 150 US dollars. For a mouse. And that is wholly unacceptable. Yeah. The most yeah. I would be willing to pay for it is like... It's like $135. No, I was going to say like maybe 90 I was expecting like a fair price is $80. Mm-hmm. But this is like not the top of the line sensor. It is a new shape that they haven't done before so that's you know it's one that a lot of people want maybe that adds a little bit to the premium but $150 at minimum is totally unacceptable so shame on you Logitech I will if it comes out for $150 I'm definitely not buying it so Hmm. there listen to your customers gentlemen that is all All alright so, I put here, I just have a couple articles that are kind of funny. Like this first one. I just saw this this morning. It says, God has been a woman since the beginning of time. And then it says, God is a woman. The single on Aria Grande's new album is a reminder that archaeologists believe God was considered female for the first 200,000 years of human life on Earth. That so makes I, sense. So I put here, I said, Kevin Smith was right. Dogma. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
I mean, it makes sense. You, Mother Earth, Gaia, Whoopi Goldberg. They're all women. Nice trips. Yeah, I, I saw this picture. I was like, hmm. I think I might leave this website up for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some interesting stuff in here. Okay. I'm sure it's also a good read. I will probably look at some of the words. Uh, next up, another uh, another thing here from Vice. It says there's a documentary here, and this article talks about it. Uh, it says our obsession with wealth and youth is making us all soulless and insane. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So this this person uh, spent 25 years documenting unbridled capitalism and its discontents. Her new documentary, Generation Wealth gives viewers a very sobering look at the subject. So I read a little bit about this. It looks it looks interesting. Um and I, I definitely want to check this out. I'm not sure where you can watch it, but it would it not be on Vice? Oh, I don't know if it or is HBO or uh is, is Vice still under HBO? Yeah. They or are. did I okay. I didn't make it, that up. Uh so it looks like it's in the theaters. Ooh. Although, you know, what theater's playing this, right? Right. You so. think they'll break $126? <laughs> exactly. So, like, I just Googled it, and there's like, there's a showtime here at the Parkway Theater. Where's that? So I'm mapping <laughs> it. I'm mapping it. It's in Baltimore. Ooh, just, just a quick walk. It's in Baltimore. You'll be there by five. Yeah, so I guess that's the closest theater that's playing it. Hmm. All right. Uh, next up. Oh yeah, I just put the link to that um video I talked about where the guy stole the plane. Yep. And this has like a lot of the cockpit audio and stuff of him talking to the tower and air traffic control and whatnot. So one thing I wanted to comment on. I know that audio is sort of cut together, but I'm wondering if the air traffic controllers have like a button. Since they're talking to the pilot, they're trying to keep him talking, keep him sane or whatever, talk him down. Is there a button that they can press that's like an emergency and someone else will listen in and make the appropriate contacts, call the airports near them, have them clear the runway? Like, is there a protocol for that? Or is that one air traffic controller responsible for coordinating everything? There must be, because the guy was talking about, like, we've talked to McCord Air Force Base and stuff like that, and... You know, that seems like a pretty involved conversation to have. I'm sure someone else did it for him. Mm-hmm. So he could stay on with the guy the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he can, he can probably mute himself, which I'm sure is a pretty usual thing. Yeah. And be like, hey, hey, Bob, come check this out, you know, or whatever. You know? True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not the, the audio is about 12 minutes. It's not super graphic or anything. You know, it's not covered in, uh, you know, his verbal suicide note, really. But, you know, if you're curious, it's worth a listen. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. This guy's my kind of my hero. <laughs> Which one? Richard. The Russell guy who killed Lord. himself or the air traffic controller? <laughs> okay. No, the guy who killed himself. <laughs> yeah, Is he a guy... martyr? Is he your martyr, Mike? Yes. He died for our cause of stealing yes. airplanes and going out like a boss. It's like, yeah, fuck Jesus, Richard Russell died for my <laughs> sins. <No. 
<laughs> Get that tattooed. <laughs> across I can totally shoulders. see someone starting like a religious movement on Reddit based on this guy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, okay. I know, right? Oh, what did I see here? I saw I saw a meme. It just made me think of this. It says it's like as a Google, you know, like the autocomplete. They typed how do I convert to and it has autocomplete and it says Judaism, Islam, Catholicism, then PDF. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. It says their fourth biggest religion. It's like PDF. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's fucking great. Yeah. Hilarious. Cool. Anything else to add before we get out of here? Nope. Going once. Okay. Fair enough. Well, audience, several listeners, thank you all for joining us once again. <laughs> uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, first of all, check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. On there, you'll find our feedback link in every post. You can email us feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. We do all see the emails. Uh, on the right side, you will see links on ways to get the podcast, subscribe. We appreciate that. Um, the more listeners, the better. Share with all your friends. Uh, there's also links to support the podcast via Patreon and Amazon affiliate. You'll also find our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mike is uh, an excellent social media manager. And as always, we appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you next week.